0: How are you doing guys, this is Roscoe, from the Thinking Arts Podcast, I am currently here in the editing booth, editing this week's episode, it's an absolute cracker, you're going to love it. Before it begins, I should let you know, our dear Miles Thompson was having some microphone issues in the first kind of half hour or so of the podcast, and we thought it best uh, for him to jump out for a little bit halfway through, change his laptop, because I think that was the issue, and uh, yeah, he's back to normal a little bit later on, but in the first bit, it is a little tricky to understand him in places So just a quick heads up before the episode begins, never fear, it is the same Old Thinking Girls podcast that you know, and hopefully you love, because you're listening to it, that would be really nice if you did. Uh, But yeah, we were having some issues with Miles' microphone, but we got them fixed eventually. So never fear, there was a little bit of silence and trepidation at the beginning, (laughs) but it it does get better as the uh, pod goes on, so do not worry. Enjoy the episode, episode 119, 119, bloody hell of the finger guns podcast thank you Hey, hey! It's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 119 of the Fingernails Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I hope you like that intro. I don't know why I did it; it just came to me. Joining me this week is Cat.
1: Hello. Hello, 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 hello.
0: How are you? Oh,
1: I am. Um, I'm all right. I'm pretty damn tired, but I'm all right.
0: Pretty damn tired. What, what have you been oh, up to? Well,
1: I had to unexpectedly, um, well, not unexpectedly move out, but I had to unexpectedly move all of the heavy, large stuff in my house. Sure. Um, between two houses, uh, my mum's house, who's going to harbour some of the, the heavy stuff for now, and the house where I'm currently staying. And, um, yeah, I didn't really expect that, that soon. So, uh, yeah, it's just been a been a week of muscles, a weekend of muscles. Nice. And it's the gym when you can, like, yeah. and... Adulting, learned how to uninstall a washing machine.
0: Wow, that is impressive.
1: So, I know. So I really feel like yeah, an adult wow. now. Yeah. So that,
0: that's some proper you know. adulting you've been doing this
1: week. Thank you so much. Oh so just God. watch out, guys, because, you know, I'm not kid anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, you're going to be doing taxes and spreadsheets in no time.
1: Well, exactly. So watch out, adult <laughs> world. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Says Cat Bandicoot.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Miles Thompson. Hello there. Oh, your mic's screwed up again. You see, you messed it up already. We haven't even started. I haven't
1: even moved.
2: I'm in exactly the same place. Oh, there he is. Now? Yeah, he's okay. back. You're all right.
0: How are you um, doing, buddy?
2: I'm all, I'm all good. Thank you. The football's back again, Ross. So Yes, is it is. Again.
0: What a day it was yesterday. Loved it.
2: It was. It was phenomenal. Goals flying in everywhere. It was great.
0: Oh, actually, well, no, Saturday was even better.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I meant Saturday. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, City losing was a good time as well.
0: It certainly was. It certainly was. I love the punditry on Sky Sports. So, like, uh. I think Graham Sooners was there, was like, are Man City really going to win the league this year? And it's like, well, yes, of course they are. It's only (laughs) one game, guys. Relax.
2: One game in, you're writing (laughs) off the team that are going to like canter to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's going to be all right. (laughs) They're going to be okay.
2: Uh, I'm sure they'll manage with their billions worth of squad.
0: Indeed. Although they couldn't score fucking yesterday, could they? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Disaster. And rounding off the group, it is the reaction team, Toby Anderson.
3: Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. I am full of lasagna today.
0: Nice. I've just had vegetable a vegetable lasagna. Veggie lasagna, eh?
3: Veggie lasagna. It was pretty ah. good. Pretty
0: good. I once had a lasagna without cheese.
3: Uh that's not that doesn't sound right. This no, had did, a lot of cheese. There. It was still it wasn't vegan or anything, it was veggie. I see.
1: So unpopular opinion, Miles eats his lasagna about the white sauce, and I think that's cretinous. So, that's
3: so without the Without the cheese, basically. Yeah, without
1: the white sauce that goes all in between. I mean, like white
3: this... sauce. Yeah, that's that's the cheesy, saucy that's, that's, nice That's Goodness. the
1: best bit. So, sorry, the white sauce
2: the... is absolutely disgusting. I
3: hate it. <laughs> to
1: call you out there.
3: What do you, do you have like? What do you have on a carbonara? Just uh... sp- just uh, just spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, no, I just have the spaghetti on its
2: own. I don't I don't even bother
3: cooking it. I just eat a roll. Disgusting. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just lost for words completely <laughs> There is nothing for more words. that can be said <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like It's like going to a chocolate factory and going I don't like chocolate or You know like any Anything like ice cream I, I, Yeah I love ice cream but you know just not the Cream or the ice just mm. I like
2: ice cream It's, it's like, like yeah, <laughs> But
3: I'm going to have all of the Nice cheesy you know pasta related Things and just without the cheese thanks It's
0: what like fuck? having a flake without the flake yeah, it's like having an Oreo without the the filling.
3: It's
4: like wow, having Miles, plain everything, God.
3: plain flavored. the like podcast now. <laughs> I feel like
2: anything I say after this point is going to be moot and void.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Kat That will be brought up in his review.
2: Thank you. Yeah, Thank
3: thanks, you. Kat, it's Appreciate good. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: we can get personal reviews. We do now. After that, oh,
1: shit.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that Mars was such a danger to society
1: can't kind of have things. cretinous non-lasagna white sauce-eating people on our team. You don't even like
3: lasagna that much. What are you chatting about? Uh,
1: only because, you know... Oh, here if, we go.
3: Here we, we go. Do you not be... eat lasagna at all?
1: Okay, so, right, here's my thing.
3: Here's <laughs> right. one Hang one on it. a right. minute.
1: No, 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 no. Hear me out, okay? Lasagna solo is very boring. It needs to come with chips or garlic bread or salad, and then it's fine.
3: It depends how good the lasagna is. I mean, I can eat those things with it, though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's not like a... I dislike lasagna.
1: Thank you very no, much.
3: It's not like having lasagna with no cheese.
1: Whereas a lot of people are like, do you just want lasagna? And then they just serve it up to you. And it's like, why have I just got a bowl of lasagna or a plate of lasagna? <laughs> Where's my chips? I mean, serving
2: it to you in a bowl is probably not correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You don't have white sauce. <laughs> yeah, because
2: white sauce is gross. sauce.
0: Okay, it is now time for Game of the Week. I'm going to start with Miles Thompson. What is your Game of the Week?
2: Is it working?
0: No, but let's do it anyway.
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. This is this is I I don't even know what's going on with this. Uh so my game of the week was one that I played just before the end of last week, I think it was, but I was allowed to talk about it, whereas now I am. Um, which is Synth Riders, um, which is the VR action rhythm game, very similar to Beat Saber, um, that I got given to review, and it is absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Um I gave it a very good review um, because it just absolutely nails what it wants to do. So the idea of it is that your move controllers act as your like these weird kind of sphere things in your hands. And you've just got to hit these little orbs as they come past. Um, Some of them are like singular orbs. So you just kind of um, have to position yourself well to hit them all. Um, And then some of them are kind of like a rail. So imagine if you're like grinding while you're kind of skateboarding. And it's like you have to kind of follow the rail like all the way through to the end of the note. Um, and it's just so satisfying. So the the orb placement or like the note placement with the songs is absolutely like spot on perfect. So if you've got like a really upbeat or like, um, like a really high octane kind of song going on, um, the way you have to hit all the notes is like perfectly positioned. And it just makes you feel like a badass. Like you probably look like an absolute moron, like dancing around your living room like an idiot, but it just works so well. And it's got... I think um, with the DLC packs, I think it was 79 songs kind of at launch, which is quite a big amount compared to like other games in the genre that have released. Um, And I just had so much fun with it. And even though it didn't have a platinum, unfortunately, which I would have gone for if it did. um, But I think I'm just going to carry on playing it anyway, because it was just such a good time. Um, And I played a hell of a lot of Beat Saber back in the day and it's kind of given me that itch back. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to it because it's an excellent game. And if you have a VR and if you like Beat Saber or you want to try that type of game, give it a go because it's absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, that was mine.
0: Awesome. Your mic is absolutely perfect. And uh, apart from the first two or three seconds, it's really weird. Cool. Yeah. Synthroid is, I have been looking at it. It does look a lot of fun and your review was very entertaining.
2: (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I uh, wanted to make sure it was a good one to reflect the quality of the game. (laughs)
0: Mm. yeah it was great uh cat what's your game of the week
1: uh so my game of the week is something i'm now allowed to talk about um as today, i think Hooray, yay! um and that is called pile up box by box um so what it is it's essentially um a one or like one to four kind of co-op game so if you're into games like the lego series or or you know um Overcooked or moving out or anything like that it's just a similar take on that um the game itself is pretty short you could probably beat the game in just a couple of hours so it's really good for like if you have friends around and you, they're only gonna be there for like one night you can just all pick up a controller you know have have a couple of soft drinks and a couple of cri- you know packets of crisps and uh just just head out just just kind of smash the game and yeah you have this little kind of cardboard box and uh you kind of have like open world so there's four kind of levels but that kind of worlds they're all kind of various different kind of locations so you've got like a little jungle you've got kind of a beach you've got um kind of a theater as well and you have to collect kind of up to 400 little box orb thingies and also some little circles but like some of them will be in like different heights. So you'll have to like jump on top of each other and kind of create like box towers. And there'll be like other boxes that you can use to do that with. Uh so it's just kind of like a little bit of a kind of puzzle kind of platformy kind of co-op game. Um and so if you're, you know, big fan of like you know, co games I know I am I feel like my friends around and they're not really into games or they like a game it's just something really fun to do and it's kind of like a short snapshot of that kind of working together I think the good thing about that as well is you can do it alone so even if you did fancy that and you do fancy like a little bit of a collector fun or you like puzzle games um it's short and sweet and you can do it yourself you don't need I don't think you well I've played the whole game i finished the whole game I finished it in a couple of hours and there are only a couple of bits where I think I was too like oh I can't be bothered to collect like 60 billion boxes where I kind of roped roped someone in to come in and be like can I just stand on you for five seconds um but yeah it was it was lots of fun there's a kind of couple of teething issues so you have to collect like 400 little things and that's not a map and I don't know why but like oh just give me a bloody map like do you know what I mean like or just at least point me in the direction to where I've missed my four orbs because um, you know teeing through, you can really soft lock yourself in some areas if you kind of move the boxes around and you can't get back. Um, and the jump button isn't completely succinct, but it works when you need it to. Um, so yes, good fun for a night in. Very easy to finish and very colourful as well. Very cute. You should look up the little kind of animations of the boxes because they're very cute. And you can be a box watermelon or a box sushi, and it's just who doesn't want to be a box sushi really? Game of the year. A game of the Year. Game of the Year being able to be a watermelon or oh, a yeah. box sushi. But yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah.
3: <clears throat> Who needs to be a cat, you know, in, in Stray when you can be a box sushi?
1: Exactly. Exactly. There you go, Nopana. Well, You didn't make a box game, so...
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Fuck you, Anapurna Interactive. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't fuck
4: you. We
3: don't really mean that. We that <laughs> Please release Stray.
1: Thank please, you. please, don't delay do it. <laughs>
0: Um, cool. Well, Kat, your mic sounds amazing. What a microphone that is! Yeah, best thank mic. Thank you so much. Oh god, it's such a good mic microphone. Award. Oh,
1: thank you oh, so much.
2: I love Lush.
1: it. Love it. Love it. I'm just staring at it right now with like goo goo eyes. <laughs> well,
2: I was going to make a comment, but then I realised you wouldn't hear it anyway, so there's no point.
1: Mm-hmm. Weirdly, <laughs> you, might, you
2: actually you might didn't came do do that in thing perfectly though. that time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Lost the one bloody time.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Uh, dogs, what is your game of the week?
3: I was considering singing it there, but no, I'm not gonna bother.
0: Oh, can you wrap it?
3: No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> My game of the week is Hades. Oh, that game. Yeah. I've heard of that game. I think everyone's heard of it. At this you spoiled one. it for me this week. I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's,
4: it's, for it the was a bit for of the, a spoiler.
3: For the benefit of everyone on the everyone listening, um, I spoiled the name of the final boss, um, which according to some people who've also got that far is a spoiler, but I don't think it is a spoiler. And if you ever get there, maybe you'll agree with me. Um, Ooh, if I ever
0: <laughs> get there. Wow. I don't mean you personally. I mean, anyone. No, I, no, I, no, I, I know what you're saying.
3: <laughs> it's not to you personally. Right? No, whatever.
0: Go talk to me about Hades. <laughs> What's so great about
3: Hades? Uh, Hades is awesome. Um, So I know uh, Greg was waxing about this one last year. Uh, when it actually came out on Switch and PC, and we've all had to wait if we've got PS5s and Xboxes and Xbox Series till this year. But it's just come out this uh, last Friday, and um, it's basically a roguelite with a story. It's not the very first one, but it's the first of a handful um, of roguelites that really had a proper narrative to them, um, which you can experience basically. You go on each run in the game, and then uh, when you get to the end of the run or you die, Then you go back to the beginning you're in a hub world and that hub world is full of other characters and things you can have conversations about and lots of greek gods basically with their own little quests and their own issues and such with each other and or with you um because you're the son of hades who's the you know the titular character of the story um the the beauty of it is just that these things sort of open up over time and 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 you get a little bit more information in bite-sized morsels as you go and roguelites are quite you know they're quite difficult to get into if there's nothing to drive you you've got to keep going on that run over and over and over again and i find them a lot easier to stomach when there's a bit of a story there um or something on top of the roguelite experience to to keep me going so i found um children of mortar really easy to play because that had a good storyline as well that's one of the handful i'm really enjoying returnal um, and Hades is just obviously the sort of you know the benchmark that um, that has happened so far, being made by Super Giant Games. It's pretty, it's pretty pretty if you if you get what I mean, and it's got some beautiful music and um, and some really good dialogue and voice um, voiceovers. The 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 part that might put people off is it's really fucking hard. Um, but you will you know it's a rogue light, so you will get better as you go through. You'll get. More skill anyway but you'll also build up you know like powers and skills and you get particular boons given to you by different gods um and no run is no run is the same whatsoever there's this one of the things greg was always banging on about was the fact that it always had you know it's always different combat is different every single time there's like six different weapons but you can combine them with like a dozen different boons that you get from the gods which might give it lightning power or whatever plus a whole bunch of other skills and level ups and different things that you might encounter as you go through um and yeah the entire point is to escape Basically, from the pits of the underworld, um, and and finally reach the the surface or the um, you know the the, the Mount Olympus, um, and see the other gods there. But there are, I think, if you've got to complete it once to get you know, you you basically get the, the the basics of the story, but you actually don't get the proper ending or the the full conversations with the people that you eventually meet at the other end um, until you have completed it ten times, I think. There's secret bosses and just all this stuff, so it's going to take me, absolutely, you know, just the rest of the year probably, to actually get through.
0: Oh, at least you haven't got something big happening to you this year.
3: Yeah, there that's, is that.
0: Yeah, that's the important thing: is that I'm no very, babies are getting in the way.
3: I'm very glad I've finished it at least the once, because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can go. Yeah, I don't need to
4: do that again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice man. Yeah, um, I'm slowly working my way through it. I'm having a great time. Um, cool. I say slowly, very, very slowly. Taking my time, learning everything as, as much as I possibly can.
3: Oh, don't. I had to do the same thing. Everyone does. It's, yeah. um, it's nice when you can get to a point where you're actually starting to own a bit in the dungeon crawling, though, when you start to kick everything's ass.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to like, the more challenging parts and playing it on Xbox One, and it runs beautifully. Loving it so far.
3: Yeah. Uh, if you have Game Pass, you can download it right now. God,
0: Game Pass is good, isn't it? In it. What a great thing. We just
2: bingo thing of like... Oh, sorry,
0: Miles, I can't hear you. Do you want to oh. this? just be quiet, please, for God's sake?
2: There it is. <laughs> um, we should start doing like a bingo thing of how many minutes it takes for one of you to mention Game Pass with me and Kara around.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what about game? you, Roscoe? What's your... My game, game of
0: the week? Of the week. Um, well, I can't talk about my actual game of the week because it's under a ferocious NDA. Uh, but I do want to talk about that a lot, and I can't until it actually releases, which sucks. But... Uh, I guess uh, the only other game I've really been playing is Art of Rally, uh, which landed on consoles finally uh, this week. Um, We're playing it on Xbox Game Pass because Game Pass is awesome. And it's a game that I've wanted to play for a while. We had a review of it from the Steam version from our man, Andy, um, earlier this year. And it looks great. It's like this kind of isometric Rallyer and it looked beautiful. Um, It kind of looked like Micro Machines, but Micro Machines was V-Rally. And kind of I had that sort of mentality in my head going into it and it's very chill and very calm my problem is i'm playing it on xbox one so it's not very good unfortunately the port isn't doing itself any favors it's very poorly optimized um i've been watching videos and streams of the pc version and it's just it's just so much prettier i can't believe the difference in it really and it's a shame because there is something there it is a fun very mellow very relaxing game to kind of chill out to but there's not really a lot to it once you break it down and visually i'm um, disappointed to so say it's not necessarily my game of the week but it's the only other game i've been playing apart from a game that i can't talk about so yeah very disappointed then art of rally on xbox one uh, i have checked with andy he's also been playing it on again on xbox series s i believe and he said it looks pretty great there so fortunately there is a version on consoles that looks pretty awesome But uh, yeah, yet another reason for me to upgrade (laughs) to a shiny new Xbox as and when the moment comes, because that's two weeks in a row now. That's The Ascent and now Art of Rally that both run pretty poorly on my Xbox One S. So lessons to be learned, unless they're just doing it on purpose. And it's like, all games are shit now on Xbox One. You have to buy a series. I'm starting to think we're
3: we're, going to give you both games, but, you know, and and it's all going to be, you know, smart delivered, but they'll be shit.
0: Yeah. I'm starting to think that's what's happening, to be honest, because it's two weeks this in a row This is master plan, yeah. Yeah. Damn you, Phil Spencer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my game of the week. Bit of Art of Rally. Remember to write it in lowercase all the time, because that's how it's felt, and it's very annoying. There's no capital letters in the title. Very strange. But there we go. Uh, right, now let's get into some news. And if you remember, last week, we spent a good 45 minutes or so talking about the Take 2 remasters rumors and what we'd like to see from take two and a whole bunch of games came up max Payne, red dead mafia all sorts of uh, cool stuff l.a noir and it turns out this has not been confirmed yet but it turns out that the the three remasters they're working on are Grand grandfather 3 V, C, vice City, Grand Theft grandfather san andreas <laughs> and they'll be coming as a pack digitally to consoles later this year um, again, not 100% confirmed yet by Take-Two or Rockstar, but its it's been kind of been verified by Schreier and by VGC and Eurogamer. And so, yeah, there's probably a bit of truth to this. And yeah, not that they're not bad games, but I feel like everyone's played them to death already. But that's just uh, my thoughts on this. Uh, Miles, what was your initial reaction
2: so, pretty disappointed, to be honest. Um, are they going to be full remakes, or are they just going to be like a, a port onto the newer consoles? Um,
0: It looks like uh, they're going to have a mixture of new and old graphics, so uh, they're going to be remastered, but you may have the option to play it in all the graphics as well, if you so choose. Mm.
2: Yeah it's of all the options we discussed last time you know there were loads of good games and there, games that probably deserve a bit of love and also could have been games that if the remasters or if they decided to remake them had actually sold well it could have been like uh, a gateway into like releasing a new title in that series Um, so it's pretty disappointing from my kind of part I guess because like you said these games have all been played to death everyone remembers playing them either as kids or growing up or from years and years and years ago and it's just yeah it's just quite disappointing to be honest um but I'm sure lots of people buy it and play it as they always do it's Grand Theft Auto it sells like hotcakes it always will um but yeah it's just a bit of a shame really um I was hoping for something a bit more exciting or a bit kind of novel rather than another Grand Theft Auto to be honest
0: yeah yeah I think everyone was um, I remember playing the trilogy on Xbox. Because so it came out, obviously, it was exclusive to PlayStation 2 for a long time, those three games. And then Xbox got a collection of three Vice City and San Andreas. And that was amazing. That was really cool. Or was it just Vice City and San Andreas? I can't remember. What was it? I don't know, whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, it was great to play them then. But they play like shit now. <laughs> They're just awful now. And I remember playing Vice City on my phone. Um, I had I stuck my uh, razor on it, so I was using actual buttons. And it's just not good. It's just not good. And it's weird that those are the ones that they've chosen when, you know, yes, of course, GTA has an audience. It's what, GTA 5 is still in the top 10 charts. And it's just absurd that we have to wait for... L.A. Noir remakes or Max Payne remakes or whatever, you know. Tobes, are you gonna jump back into these GTA games? The
3: what I wanted it to be is obviously not what's turned out to be, but at the same time, it's it is what I suggested, I think, on um on last week's podcast.
0: Yes, you won the you won the rumor game. <laughs>
3: Uh, So, yeah, it was heavily rumored beforehand that it was going to be 3 and Vice City and such because they had always takedown notices from people who had, you know, um, their own mod versions. Um, Would I go back into them? So, 3, maybe, although that's probably going to look the worst because I played that the least. Um, Vice City, I played that game to absolute death. So, um, I don't have much interest in going back to the same story that I already know very, very well. Um, and I'd rather the rumours that what they're going to do with Grand Theft Auto 6 come true, but those may just be, you know, rumours that were around. This instead, there was some rumours going around that they were going to do it as a as a sort of sequel to Vice City and go back to that city again, um, but with a new storyline. So maybe an older Tommy Vercetti or something with his son or something like that. Who knows? That would have been cool, because then I might have wanted to go back to play Vice City one more time just to, you know, brush up on everything before a proper Vice City sequel came out. The other one, San Andreas, was a lot of fun again, first time around. But again, I don't have a whole lot of interest in going back through it again. Um, mostly what I remember from that one is the, the gangland stuff that you can sort of take over different parts of the city. So Vice City was all about buying different properties for me. So buying everything I possibly could. And in uh, San Andreas, it was all about taking over the gang areas. So you'd start a gang, a turf war, and then shoot everybody. And then, you know, turn that bit of the map your color. Um, And that was, you know, fantastic fun. I liked doing that in Syndicate as well, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Any game, if you want to get me interested, then make the map be able to turn the color I want it to turn, and I'll be interested. Um, For some reason, that's a gameplay mechanic that I really like. Um, and, um, yeah, if if uh, if the option came and it was on Game Pass and all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I'd give them a, all another go, but I really don't see myself getting so into it that I, you know, pour another 100 hours into each one.
0: Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, there was rumours that GTA 6 was going to be all of the old maps just combined into one giant map. Wow. Um, I think cool. that's just, uh, you know, fanboy baiting but I think it's
3: rubbish yeah but it sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. cool
0: <laughs> it does sound cool it does sound like fun um Kat what do you reckon to this
1: um I think I said last time I really hope it's not crap and I think it's because you're completely right Ross it, it, these games have been played to death and you know maybe that's why they've done it because it is such a kind of cult, not cult classic so that's not the right word but because it is a favorite, because people do love San Andreas and people do love Vice City, and everyone's always banging on, like, we make Vice City, we make San Andreas. And now they've done it, and we're all complaining. <laughs> so, but I mean, like you, I can't remember the last time I played them. I've definitely played them all. I can't remember if it was on PlayStation or Xbox. And yeah, like Toby, I don't think I would time sync and I guess it depends on the price, doesn't it? If they're gonna bundle all three games and then say they're like seventy quid, it's gonna be a hard no for me because I'm just gonna go, like, well, I played them, I've done it, you know. And they, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna look good but they're still gonna play like, you know, playing on a PS two on a PS five, then You know, that's not the one, but it would be fun to jump back into it, I guess. It would be fun to kind of have that kind of slight, slow, reminiscent of, oh, I remember this mission, kind of. Um, But it's not something I'm like super duper hyped about. If it was on offer, if it was on the sale, I might pick it up as a bit of a kind of like kind of what you call it like a like a in-between game game where I just kind of because that's the thing with Grand Theft Auto you can kind of jump in and out of it can't you um i probably use it for that like you said I'm a bit disappointed it's not one of the other ones uh simply because you know people do play Grand Theft Auto to death five has been released about 60,000 times um and that's probably not an exaggeration. It's probably the one week I haven't exaggerated. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it c- kind of is what it is. Um, great. I'll, I'll see how it looks. I'll watch the videos, and you know, if I fancy it, I'll I'll buy it. But it's not a day one for me.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I remember having like so much fun with them, but you know, I was yeah. like thirteen. So of course I was. Exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. I remember you know. being like, Oh, definitely shouldn't be playing this, but bang, 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 woo, run you over. Yeah. Like <laughs> And yeah. I also heard that rumour about the maps as well. And it would be kind of a bit of a shame now if they did do that with six. Um, mm. and then because then it would just take away, do you know what I mean? People want that because they haven't played it for so long, but they're gonna do remasters, then there's no point in making that happen in six, I think.
0: No, no. I lost my virginity to a prostitute in Victoria, you know,
1: so I-, I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh,
0: I just want to air five you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, San Andreas is a wonderful game. I remember playing that to death. Um, like going to get a haircut. For some reason, that was really novel back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I
1: loved that. That was like, I was like, oh my God, look what I can do. It's wow. amazing.
0: I get a haircut. I can go into this burger shop and buy a burger. That's so cool. And like now we're like, yeah, okay. Show me something new, Rockstar. I mean, I think, I mean, you Red Dead's, uh, they are going to happen for sure. I think it will depend on the success of this trilogy, which you know is going to sell absolutely fucking shitloads anyway. But but yeah, it's a, it's 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 a strange one, but we shall see. Again, not been confirmed, but looking like that's the way it's going to go. Uh, right then, let's jump in to some rather uh rather touchy news uh, coming the way of TorrentFreak.com. Court orders Rom Universe to destroy pirated Nintendo games and stay offline. A California federal court has ordered the operator of the now-defunct pirate site Rom Universe to destroy all copyright-infringing games within two weeks. The court initially denied the request for a permanent injunction, but changed its position after Nintendo warned about a potential comeback of the site. The $2.1 million summary judgment still stands. Now... Obviously, at Finger Guns, we are against piracy in all its forms. Go out and buy your games if you want to play your goddamn games. But (laughs) Rom Universe has a habit of doing good preservation. Something that Nintendo are not very good at these days. Toby wan Kenobi, uh, you brought this one to the pod's attention. Where do you stand on this?
3: I, I think what's important here is that yeah, you're absolutely right. We don't Condone, you know, using ROMs and stealing games and all that kind of stuff. I certainly would never do this with any game that was readily available. If the game, however, is not available and is completely unable to be attained in the country you are in or the time frame that you are in because it came out so long ago, um, this is an amazing way. ROMs are an amazing way of keeping hold of a an archive of um, you know all of the games that have gone. By over the years, and that haven't you know been deemed so successful that they get remastered and this and they get put onto this store channels whatever you know all these kind of stuff. you know there are a lot of games out there that came out for the NES and the SNES and the Amigas and the, you know everything that was retro and then anything before about 32-bit before that is is quite hard to get hold of unless you're unless it's been re-released or unless it's you know some kind of collection or something um you know all your arcade classics and such as well like the stuff that's on like a MAME emulator so i think it's really important that there is a way of preserving these things and if that means that a site like rom universe needs to you know come up every now and again and then get taken down and come up somewhere else you know every time they try and kill it off three of them sprout up know from the from the ashes like a phoenix it's not it's not hard to keep moving it along there's probably in in the time it took for nintendo to file that injunction someone else online downloaded every single thing off of that site on some great big torrent and is now making another website do you know what i mean it's not something that nintendo can actually get ahead of because we want to be able to have a way to do it and I don't think it's something that I've ever done with a game that's newer than PlayStation 1 um, because it just, it's rarely that it runs very well. It's rare that I can't find another way to get hold of it. But the the further we get along from those games, the more those are going to be considered retro, the harder it is to play, you know, your old Square Enix RPGs, if they don't re-release them. And the more likely it is that these kind of things are the only way that you can play them. Um, And I don't think there should be anything where, you know Nintendo is actually or, or any of these um, you know publishers and and, and um, storefront owners etc are willfully stopping you from playing a game that has been out but they, they've got no other way of you playing it so yeah it's pretty I don't know pretty hypocritical as well there's there's a lot of there's a lot to be said that without these types of sites and without ROms in general um that we, you wouldn't know what kind of games people still want to come back for remakes and 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 such like that as well. When it comes to, like uh, Square Enix recently made in tri- Trials of Mana into a proper release that only came out in Japan, which means that anyone who was my age at the time, like fifteen years old, was the only way we could play it was some kind of Japanese, you know, sort of version that you found on a ROM site. That you couldn't understand anything for there's a famous localization that went around there are cases where these roms the localizations that have been done are then used by the actual publishers to re-release the games later on i don't mean that's necessarily the case in trials of mana by the way i don't know for sure but it has been done in other cases so it's hypocritical to say well take down the rom site if you're then you know at the same time publishers use the localizations that only came about because of roms do you know what i mean it's yeah it's a strange sort of it's a strange universe if you will that 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 has this as as being a problem i want to know more about it in a way than than is available at the moment so 2.1 million you know did he make enough from the advertising on the site to cover the 2.1 million or is he in is he in trouble the the you know the owner for that for that much money did he copy everything himself? Does he plan to start up a new site himself, or has he just got a mate who's doing it or someone completely unaffiliated who will just start one up somewhere else? It's it's just an interesting, it's an interesting story because mm. ROMs, ROMs were one of the ways I got to play an enormous amount of old Japanese-only games when I was much younger. And it's it's special. It's kind of, you know, that that's what got me into Square Enix in such a big way. I went back and I played one to six. They weren't. Readily available at the time, unless you had, um, you know, a SNES and a NES. And I didn't. I had no way of playing those things. I had no money. I was only like 15 <laughs> or <laughs> 14 or something. Oh, poor um, little Toby. No, it was sad. Um, so I, and some of them are only Japanese only. So, you know, it's that kind of thing that gets you really into this stuff. Um, and then, as we've described on this kind of podcast before, me and Greg got massively into importing. So, you know, from that point on, you know, ROMs made me import stuff which gave you money, you know, that gave the publishers money. So it's it's beneficial. I don't see why they're killing it off.
0: This is the weird thing about it, right? In a wild way, is it Nintendo's fault? How so, Ross? Because over the last few years we've had Switch fans demanding Virtual Console on the Switch. The Virtual Console was something that was on Mm, the Wii Wii. and the Wii U, and it was amazing n64 games nes games nes games gamecube games you could just buy them and people are sitting there with their money waiting to buy these games again but nintendo won't release them and so they've had to go to other means in order to play them i mean nintendo we we talk about it a lot but nintendo are always sitting on a pile of gold they can re-release their games over and over and over again and their fans just lap it up because they they now they now get to play it on a new system. If I could go out there now, if I could buy, you know, Mario sixty four and Goldeneye and Ocarina and Majora's Mask and 1080 Snowboarding, the Snowboard Kids. If I could buy them now and play them on a Switch, I would. Absolutely, oh
3: yeah, I'd I'd buy Goldeneye in a, in a heartbeat.
0: Completely. I mean, Goldeneye is a bad example because that will never happen. But
3: That's awesome though.
4: you know,
0: classic, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Classic N sixty four games is what people are looking for, and Nintendo are like, nah. And so they go to places like Rom Universe to find the games and play them there instead. You know, I mean, is Nintendo fighting really against themselves when, when they have this massive opportunity to make a huge amount of money, which of course they would,
3: but they're just not, they're just, they're just not doing it? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. If, um, if the Nintendo store, you know, can't, can't it just be redone into, what did you call it again? The Uh, the virtual console. Virtual console, that was it. Virtual console store. So it's surely very simple for Nintendo to open up the virtual console onto Switch and make a ton of cash. I mean, maybe they're they're ramping up to it. Maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe they're about to do it. And they're like, well, we can't have any ROMs around when we do it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Miles, mic check, mic check. Uh, Miles, what do you make of uh, Nintendo Ordering the destruction of their own games?
2: I can't say. I'm actually very surprised, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think Nintendo's practices in the last few years have been very, I don't want to say completely anti consumer, but they seem to be creating a bit of a dictatorship over their kind of IP and their products, really, haven't they? Um, it kind of, you know, I think the game industry in general is quite bad with, I think you mentioned it, Toby, of kind of games preservation. You know, you think when Sony wanted to close down the PS3 and Vita stores, I think it was. And it's kind of just a case of once those stores go down you have an option of a physical copy or nothing and you know as time goes on physical copies of old games become extortionate in price because they effectively become collector's items and i just think like toby said you know you've got a wealth of incredible classic games which people would more than happily probably pay you know full price to be able to purchase and play again um and you're not offering that to people and if they have no other means of getting them they will turn to whatever means that are there um, and I think sometimes it's a way for people to protest, you know, you think of some of these kind of companies and the way they run things, or, you know, we recently did that bit on Activision as well, people want to turn to these kind of alternatives to access games without having to necessarily give money to those publishers or those companies. Um, but yeah, you guys were talking about God and I, and you know, I love the original N64 stuff, and you know, if they're not going to give you any other way of playing a game, people are going to find a way to get them. Um, And like Toby said as well, just because you take one down by the time the two years that it's taken for them to go through with this lawsuit and to finally win it, in that time everybody's already kind of put up probably a dozen more sites to do exactly the same. You know, you're fighting a never-ending war of something that you can't win. And a bit like you guys have said, it's kind of just cutting off your nose to spite your face, really. Um, But I think it's just a way for... These companies to kind of release those kind of retro consoles, sell them for a really high price, and then kind of remarket all those old games to you, but almost make it as if it's a new product. Um, So I think they're just trying to protect those kind of future investments that they want to make. And it's sad because the fans love these games, and you should just, you know, make them available for people. Like they will pay money for them as long as it's reasonable. And it feels like they're just kind of squirreling them away so that they can release them when they want to, to get a bit of a price hike and get some more money in um so yeah i'm a bit cynical about it really i think it's just a real shame and you know i think they should just do better with it if i'm being honest yeah i mean that's the thing it's it's like i said nintendo
0: they could they could drop all of these games on switch tomorrow and they could charge 30 pounds for ocarina it'll sell it'll sell millions and they they just don't do it i don't understand I, i will never understand nintendo's some of Nintendo's policies, they're just so bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> just it just so bizarre. doesn't make
2: any sense. Like, people would pay, you know, like you said, 30 quid. I reckon you could even charge, you know, 40 quid, 50 quid up for Ocarina of Time, and people would pay it. Like, the yeah. people who love that game will pay it to have it again.
0: Yeah. If it was the the 3DS version, which was a little a little more spruced up, then yeah, why not charge 50 quid for it? You know, Nintendo fans will, all right, then I'll buy it, because they're Nintendo fans, so that's what they do. <laughs> yes.
2: <Yeah. laughs> More money
0: than sense sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Nintendo haven't worked us out yet. They have not worked out that they can they can monetize their audience to such an extent that they don't even notice they're doing it. I mean, if if I was to buy a Switch and buy, and buy Ocarina, that would be the, one, the, the sixth time I bought that game. And I'll do it again, because I'm that person. Because you but, just love it that much. Yeah, I do. But Nintendo don't want to sell it to me. So... Fuck it. <laughs> it's, just, it's really weird. Uh, Kat, do you want to round this out with your thoughts yeah. and impressions?
1: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you guys haven't said that I actually don't agree with, actually. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, pirate games are the best. You should all do it. Like, yeah, like let's have some sneaky black market game deals and, and all that jazz. But actually, Ross, I think you have a banging point there. They are kind of cutting their nose off to spite their face because these ROM sites will be... St- they're screaming out to Nintendo to do exactly what they're not doing right now. So they're going to get it elsewhere. It's exactly, that's that's just a business model. Okay, well, you're not going to sell me what I want for the price that I want? Well, fuck you then. I'll go to uh, Marks and Spencers. You know, it, it works the same way. Marks and Spencers what, is famous
0: you, for selling Nintendo games.
1: Obviously, no, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's Waitrose, Essential, Lavender, no. you know, what? whatever.
0: Go on, explain, explain how you connect that. Like.
1: Okay, so what I'm saying is is that you go to sometimes, you go to shops and they don't sell, say, for whatever reason, they don't sell Red Bull.
4: You're going to go
1: somewhere else and get the Red Bull, even if you have to pay two quid more for it. Yeah. You go to the cinema um, and, you know, you pay like 20 quid to do X, Y, and Z, but then people pirate films and watch them for free. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, actually maybe there's a message behind that of, yeah, the experience is fun, but it costs me an arm and a leg to do it. And I think actually there's so much I could say about this because as you were, I should have written notes really. Um, but also, Toby, you also make a really good point of the fact that some of these games are literally unreachable. They're not. They're not able to be bought anymore. You know, there, there are games where, you know, they can't be they can't be played on a PS5. They can't be played on a PS4. They can't be. And you know, I definitely. Well, I don't want to say I've done it, but I definitely may or may not have done it when I was a kid uh, with certain other games that have now been remastered that I can, you know maybe or not maybe, buy above board because that's what people do. i d I've not done it for for ages, but I can see why people do it. Um and you know, to get a game, you know, there'll be people out there who are like 30, 40, 50 years old and they'll they'll see a game from their childhood, not be able to find it anywhere. And actually it's it's an amazing business opportunity if Nintendo and playstation and xbox were actually to get on board this could be the netflix of of gaming really if they did it above board you could have like this whole little marketplace of completely discontinued retro games and actually nintendo make money from it or playstation make money for it because they've come together and it's a place for not new games it's a place for old games but i completely agree with you that nintendo are kind of just biting their nose off to spite their face because it's like well if you're not going to do it then how are these people going to get those games? And it's not, that's not trying to encourage pirating, but just because you've sued somebody doesn't mean someone else isn't going to do it. Um, nobody, you know, there's going to be somebody else that finds a way to do it. There's going to be other people that go, yeah, well, you know, I won't be as big and I won't get caught or, you know, and these people are probably not people who can afford 2.1 million pounds. So they're probably not looking at paying that anyway. Um I think Nintendo just need to, grow up and stop charging so much but also they have an amazing catalog of old games and maybe Toby's right maybe actually they're lining up to do this first and they're trying to sweep the marketplace first and try and say actually you can't you can't do that because that's what we're about to do but even if they were to do that and then they able to sell all of those games that, and I see what you're saying Ross you know Ocarina of Time for quid 40 quid I don't know if it would be that I think you know Nintendo the type of kind of the company that's going to still charge you 60 quid for a game that was out 40 years ago and I think yeah that's great but you've got the same problem and someone's still going to do it cheaper and I think the only way sometimes that saying of like if if you can't beat them join them and that kind of you know these people are obviously sending a message and the people who are buying or you know because I think on roms you can like um I was just when I was doing my research earlier you can kind of pay for kind of more premium kind of gate I don't know I don't know how it works um but you know if I'm if, 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 join them and what are you you know you might as well just strike a deal with them as opposed to try and shut it down. These, these people and the people that are actually buying or doing this, kind of doing other games on other consoles or downloading, you know, 20 year old, 30 year old games or games that are not in their region or not available in their region. You know, they're doing that for a reason. So, you know, you actually could make a lot of money out of this. You're just choosing for whatever reason not to. So and that's not me kind of saying yeah that's a really really good thing obviously pirate games they're not a good thing and it shouldn't happen but don't sue them for 2.1 million actually take that 2.1 million and shove it into making a catalog a back catalog of all the games that you've ever played and put Mm. a subscription price on it because i pay for that yeah done above board it's a cracking business idea but it's not above board and you know that that's what makes it a bit sucky because it kind of then turns into stealing and I completely appreciate that I completely understand that from the standpoint of you're stealing our game making money off of it and then putting it on other kind of consoles or you're putting it on other you know abilities to play it or you know emulating it to to now playable consoles and you know that's that's fine I, I wouldn't you know nobody would want that nobody would want someone to steal their product and make it more accessible but yeah, can't exactly. Be um, join them. <laughs> so because yeah. you know, there's like you said, there's going to be someone else who does it. So
4: yeah, interesting. I,
1: mean, I like Toby. I'd like to know more.
0: For sure. I mean, you. I mean, you sign up to Switch Online. There, there is a catalogue of NES games you can play. There's a catalogue of STES games you can play. But
1: yeah, but they're not the right the, ones, are you, they?
4: They're
0: not the right ones.
1: Apparently, no. Get... <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly actress. not
3: exhaustive, though, is it? That's the no, thing. they add there two were a couple of thousand games on yeah. these things. So yeah.
0: And the virtual console was extensive and it went really deep as well. Like, yeah. they really saw the big hitters at first and then they were like, oh, here's this random N64 game that no one played. You can play it for a fiver. It's like, sweet, I'll do that. You know,
3: That's it was something such, they should do with the retro an awesome ones. model. Yeah. I know, I know you're saying the um, like Ocarina of Time you could resell and people buy it for 50 quid. You're absolutely right. But a lot of these retro ones you can't really do that with. So I would suggest that they did it like, you know, five five pounds, ten pounds, that kind of price tag on, you know, dozens of um, or even hundreds and hundreds of old retro games. And I would be quite prepared to pay yeah. 10 quid for, for all, you know, for, for each one. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: If it's the only way I can play it, then, you know, that's what I'd do
1: absolutely and when you're 15 16 you actually don't understand the process of money and the process of stealing and you just kind of do it and there might be a lot of that audience who's kind of doing that and they don't understand that actually that's not cool to do I certainly didn't understand that when I was a kid I was like cool I get to play my favorite game on my phone wicked oh, I've lost the insurance on it but no worries you know because <laughs> you just you're dumb and you don't have that knowledge but you know obviously as you grow up you mature and you're like oh that's not cool to do don't do that anymore you know you should give these yeah, people money because I, they, I used
0: to I used to jailbreak my iPhones when I yeah, had them. Yeah, that's the what I
1: did. Jailbreak, but...
0: Didn't pay for a single app for two years. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, and then you're like, oh, shit, now I've just kind of scammed all these people out of their really good hard work. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and I mean, like, no,
0: I not. didn't. I mean, God, no, guys. we did
1: not do that.
0: <laughs> oh, what an accusation. Oh,
1: I know. But, but, yeah, so...
0: Yeah, Nintendo, sort your shit out. We will literally give you money yeah. for your stuff, so come on.
1: It's a really good idea. Just, you know, join them.
0: Mm, make it happen because yeah like,
1: well, someone else is just going to do it it's going to be called you know it's going to be called ron's universe instead of Rom's universe you know what i mean like it's just going
0: to be mm. or even better stop making consoles put all your games onto other systems yeah. and then we can play ocarina of time in 4k you know mm. let's do that instead
1: maybe i have just accidentally giving away like a me- like mega business idea of like it's the sega model to all the... yeah
0: do the sega model <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, the Switch is the most popular console in the world, but we want to play Zelda on my PlayStation, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh...
0: Jeez, that's one of the Nintendo characters in Fortnite because they don't want them on other systems. It sucks. Nintendo are mean.
1: They're that's like that one. friend that won't hug you. <laughs> they're like, they're there, and they're cute, and they're lovely. Mm. They just won't hug you, and it's like, yeah. well,
0: fuck off then. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Nintendo. With your snuggly Yoshis. They're not real.
3: You're not real, man. Damn it,
0: Nintendo. Give us a hug. Just want to hug for Nintendo. Right, um, talking of PlayStations, something we all have in common here at Finger Guns is we all have PS5s. And that's quite a, a rare thing for, for us all to have the same console. And I wanted to get an idea of where everyone is with their PS5 at the moment. Um, we've all had them for various lengths of time. And it would be interesting to see what you think of the console overall, where you think the console was going, what you'd like to see. Uh, being added to uh, the system we've got some impressions from sean and from paul as well which i will share paul remember remember paul fingering on the podcast this is remember that guy yeah he's still around he just doesn't pop with us anymore it's very sad but yeah we're going to talk ps5 and our impressions of it so far and how we're feeling about it Kat, i'm going to start with you first because you're the one i think got it most recently yep. of everyone
1: i believe that'd be me
0: um how are you feeling how are you how are you enjoying your life with your ps5
1: so I read a I read a I think it was either Greg or Toby wrote um kind of kind of an article kind of an op-ed and about kind of why you're not missing out and uh, I still think about that quite a lot. Um and uh, it was me it was you Toby yeah so I I read that and I, just before I got a PS5 and the only reason I got a PS5 was because I was so worried that I wouldn't have a PS5 before Horizon came out. Um, and the shortage has definitely been oh. something. That... <laughs> oh, <laughs> how wrong was I? I had plenty of time, um, but but yeah. So I was really worried about not getting a PS5 in time. People are still scalping the wild to, to get a PS5. There are still a lot of people who who can't get one. That you know, couriers have done everybody a solid and these PS5 code things and giveaway sites are you know helping out of that. And so it is becoming a little more accessible to get one. It's still a pain in the ass. I know people who set alarms in the middle of the night and um, you know waited and waited for the alarm to go off at four AM just so they could get on the site because it went live in a different region or whatever. So. First off, I don't think anyone's really missing out. If you, if, you have a, if you don't have a PS5 and you're like, oh, I'm missing out so much, you're not. And I would absolutely guide you to Toby's article on that because actually everything you say, Toby, is true. You're not really missing out. There's not really any... All the games that you're looking forward to on PS5, mate, they've been delayed. You've got time. <laughs> You've got loads of time. Um, I love having one. I'm really, you know, I, I do enjoy it. I do think there's a lot they could do to it. I, I don't love the kind of user interface I don't know if that's because I just don't, like, change. Uh, but I always sometimes go back to the PS4 and I'm like, oh, there we are, my good friend, my lovely old friend where I know where everything is. And then I go back to the PS5 and I'm like, where the fuck is this again? Oh, okay. it's here. Like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like they made it too different for the sake of it. And I feel like some stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense that there are, like, millions of millions of parties um, that you just never... Um, you never quit out of it's just always there um I don't like some of the kind of depersonalization of it all um you know and I, I you know it looks like they're going to bring that in very soon and that's great I just think it should have been there from the start because I think like well you just released a stripped back ps4 then that's all you did really obviously you know that's that's on the surface that's very cosmetically when you kind of log on it's obviously got amazing hardware and, and all that jazz but you know, you can't change the colour. You don't have any themes. You can't really make it yours. Everybody's got the same console. And, you know, that's, that's just... just. I like the sparkle. I like my own theme. I like, you know, it's cool when you get a dynamic theme for your favourite game and it plays music and it you know it changes all the icons and all the logos and stuff like that. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I, I think it's... I don't know if it's just, you know, me getting used to the changes or just the fact that I don't like it. Um, we'll see. Another thing is I... I I I know that you haven't kind of spoken about kind of their their comments yet, but they do mention very briefly about kind of a game pass element. I worry that I and I guess a concern for the future is the PlayStation are getting a bit arrogant, um, of well, we don't have to really try that hard because everyone will buy it anyway. And that worries me in any kind of business model of and you know that, you know, RE point horizon, no communication, RE point we're going to do our own E3 that's going to be exactly the same as E3, but it's not E3, but it definitely is E3, but we're just going to do it at a different time of E3. Just uh, just stop. Stop. You are a games console. <laughs> like You do the same as game consoles. You play games. You make games. And so I worry that that's going to be, if that's going to be the future and they're just going to kind of half-ass slash not care, then, mm. you know, that's not something I want to be a part of. Um, and, you know, I got rid of my Xbox because I missed PlayStation so dearly. Um, and people might be like, well, why didn't, you get, uh, why didn't you just keep your Xbox? And I'd be like, well, I was poor back then, so I had to swap it for my PS4. <laughs> um, but I kind of regret it now. I do wish I still had my Xbox. I do wish that you know, I had Game Pass, because Ari read for, like, um, left for dead. We are going to pay £60 to play it, and you and Toby are going to pay fuck all. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to suck. But oh,
0: Back um, for blood, <laughs> you mean.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Back from blood. My bad. Yeah. I said left. Yeah, and very think. easily yeah.
0: confused.
1: Yeah. Well, considering that essentially.
0: Yeah. they're the same fucking game.
1: Yeah, so. the same fucking game. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So you know, I definitely think it has some good points. It's very smooth. You know, I like the fact that I have one. It's very special. You know, oh, you got PS Five. Oh yeah, I got PS Five. I don't think that you know that shortage thing really sucks. I think it's a real shame. I think it feels like it feels like a little bit of an anticlimax for the release um because you know it's what nearly nearly a year later and people are still waking up at 4am to get them and you just didn't you didn't expect that you don't expect that about console you don't think oh in a year's time I'm still gonna have an absolute nightmare on my hands to get one for my kids or get one for you know for Christmas or people's birthdays and stuff like that so I feel very privileged to have one I'm very lucky I think it's great but I do think that there could be some things that change but you know I'm just being a bitch now. I really like the PS5. I just there's just some minor things that could change, Um, and yeah. But I'm a PlayStation girl through and through.
0: Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you use the game cards on the PS5? What? Well, you know the things like every time there's a game, a bunch of game cards will pop up um offering you like tips on how to
3: move oh yeah i do
1: like i do actually and i do we'll really jump like to that. this
3: area of the game yeah, yeah, yeah i
1: do really like that and the little yeah. trophy where it's like that's okay a couple of points i do really like about the trophy thing um about like the little game cards and the tips thing a it will tell you how much percentage you are to your trophy xbox have been doing that for a while but that's really cool um i like how many i like watching seeing how many hours people play for. I don't know why I'm super nosy about shit like that. Um, what do you mean you've spent 1,000 hours on Tomb Raider 1? Like, um, And the game cards are really cool. That was really helpful in matching and Clank and like little tips and, and stuff like that. So yes. Mm, okay, what was your question?
0: Uh, that was it. I was curious oh, yes. if you used them or not. Uh, because yeah, I, yeah. I haven't f- ever used... I don't touch them at all. I'm very old school. I just jump into the game instead of Yeah, the I card. don't
1: actually... I only ever f- remember that they're there if I press pause. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like 60% on my way to that trophy. Or if there's a collectible, they're like, oh, tip inside. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Um, But I don't go looking for it. If I didn't, I forget probably 98% of the time that they're there. And I only really do it if I pause it or I go into the menu. Fair
4: enough.
1: So I guess that's like a user interface problem as well, though. They're not, you know, it's a really great feature that's kind of being a bit shadowed.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I may have used it once during Ratchet because, well, them loading times, doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, might have been halfway through a, a mission or something and then I just pressed one of the cards and it took me straight to it. So that's cool.
1: Ah, oh, I didn't know it could take you places. I just yeah. give you information. Okay. Just, well...
0: Yeah, if you're like, hey, you're halfway through this mission, click this card and it'll take you straight back to the mission. All right.
1: What? Then. No, I haven't done that. That's cool. There but... you go, see? But still shadowed because it's just an all-strange yeah. place and not really talked about or not really shown and it was never really explained. Um, and also, for God's sake, PlayStation, can you please put your trophies back to a list form thank you, goodbye? It's coming, it's coming. I know it is.
0: In a beta.
1: Oh, a year later. Yeah, a year later. <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff I mean there. like This is like a, what, a £400 console and that's like, two months in the controller starts breaking. Go away. Like, that's the kind of arrogance thing that, like, I'm just like, ugh, like, this is a really good expensive piece of kit. Like okay, you could stop half-assing it. Yeah, like,
0: I'm on my second controller.
1: Exactly. And yeah. I only think I bought two controllers for my whole PS4 time, and that was what? And so I just think that kind of element to it, like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, put them at $69.99 and get people to buy four a year is an absolute joke.
4: <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: I've talked for way too long. That's my shit sandwich about the PS Five. You're cool, but you have a lot of stuff wrong with you. Please don't get arrogant. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
0: Out of ten, what would you give the PS Five?
1: A seven and a half, maybe. Fair,
0: fair. fair. That's a good. That's a good review. Uh, right then, uh, Toby, your PS Five experience thus far. How's it going?
3: Um, pretty good. The I think Cat raises a lot of good points. So. The UI, user interface, is not exactly what it was billed as, and it's not as usable as you kind of want it to be. But I think that's mainly because most of the games are not, you know, they're not utilizing it all that much. It has to be a real sort of PS5 exclusive Sony-owned studio game before it's used that much. So I have found it very you know it it's been used and there's lots of people doing stuff with it on ratchet like you say and on returnal and um, most of the games i've not seen it used very much at all i'm sure people used it on little big planet because that was the one that um or, or sackboy's big adventure rather that um that it was kind of advertised on but do you see what i mean it's kind of the sony exclusives that it's usable on and nothing else has really made use of it in any great way the only other one that i've really had anything come up uh was on scarlet nexus um that had a really a a very well put together sort of progress tracker um so every part of the game or every chapter of the game had a progress tracker on it and it would tell you that there's another hour to go on this section or there's another 20 minutes or whatever it was um they weren't always leading towards trophies which is nice a lot of them don't lead to trophies they lead to just missions and things that you need to get done and i just want it to be more usable i just want it to jump more so the more games come out the more exclusives come out the more i think i'll get into them but i still think it's still early days for those kind of things to be you know as usable as they kind of want them to be um i haven't used it yet to jump into a specific moment because i don't think i play a lot of games where you can just do random shit all the time they're mostly you know linear uh, adventure based games that i that i you know prefer to play most of the time um so something like. Um, was it the destruction all-stars thing you know you could jump in at any point you could do any challenge if you had something like motor storm or a racer or something then there should be a lot of just jumping in at any moment and find something it'd be cool but that's not really the kind of game that i'm exposing myself to on a regular basis anyway so um trophies are the wrong way around i totally agree with that uh the, the there was a thing on the trophies where it was the the text you know like the the hidden text or like a hidden trophy there was a time for the first couple of months where you just couldn't even get it to show at all you couldn't unhidden it um and that was really really frustrating but that has actually been patched um since so i'm glad you can now read the hidden trophies i don't give a shit if it's going to spoil something i want to know what fucking trophies i'm meant to be going for um and um so in that respect you know sometimes these things are, are being worked on hopefully the the new version that, that we keep seeing sort of teased will have even more interesting stuff in it and and or, or bet, better and easier ways to find stuff. I need a guide on all the settings like how to find all of these different things because we were just talking earlier, weren't we Ross, about a particular setting you've got that is showing you my progress on Returnal. Yeah, <laughs> And I don't know what this is. I've not got anyone else's progress on Returnal. So I've clearly got it turned off and you've got it turned on. And I don't know what it is. Um, so. I'd like to have that. I'd, I'd like to know what other people are doing on Returnal. There was a, you know, it would yeah, be fun. It's the,
0: I think it's the game page and the fact that we've both played it. Um, yeah. Connects me to it. And so.
3: Maybe yeah, if Whenever you play you it, get... I'll get something. But yeah, maybe. It if moment. you
0: get somewhere. Uh, yeah. I'll get, uh, uh, Toby's made it to the boss. I was like, great. Good for Toby. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. I like that you're getting force fed my gaming um, experiences, but that's... Um, I'm not. Some, I'm
0: playing video games. I don't want to be interrupted <laughs> by your progress in Returnal.
3: <laughs> this is why I'm saying I like it, but it's not... <laughs> maybe not for you. Um, the On the hardware side, I think the... This, this is kind of my w- review when I first got it as well. I, I think, apart from you know some fun things to do in Astro Boy, the haptics aren't really a thing. It's not haptic, really. It's just different... Astro Boy, Astro Astro Bot, Bot, whatever. Astro
0: Boy is a very different franchise.
3: Astro Boy is uh, anime. Um, Astro Bot, sorry. So, you know, you'd walk across the metal, it would go ting, 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 and you'd feel it. If you walked across some grass, it would go shh, 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 and you'd feel it. It was all very nice, but it's just a gimmick, in my opinion. It's it's different degrees of a rumble pack. It's a lot more control over a rumble pack. It's not, or a dual shock or whatever. It's not haptics, right? Haptics in terms, in the real terms of science fiction and Ready Player One and all that kind of stuff, is you know you can feel things. You could pick up something and it'd be squidgy. You know that that's nothing's coming through to my to my controller. That's squidgy. Do you know what I mean? So it's not haptics. Um, so I just think that was missold. I think the adaptive triggers, on the other hand, are fantastic. And I really enjoy every single time I come into a new game and there's some kind of adaptive trigger on it. I like it when it's on a bow and I get a little bit of taut string on the the trigger. Or when I've got two different types of fire on my gun in Returnal, one of them, you know, press it a little bit lightly, it does one thing, press it, you know, really hard, it does something else. Although I am one who always just, the uniform way I press a button is crunched it down as hard as possible. So I I do find the light touch ones a little bit... (laughs) A little bit more difficult to do, Um but I really enjoy anything that's got that. So I like it when it's tied into a game universe. I think you were describing one the other day, which is tied to a particular, you know, element of the game, um, which is you know just a, just an awesome way to do it. Anything where something like that is happening, um, you know, it, it like I said, like a bow, like the taut string of a bow or whatever. Um And my last point is that I think the entire system came out too early. I've said this before, Um, I I don't think it should have come out in 2020. I think they should have released it in 2021. They probably wouldn't have forced Xbox to do the same thing. So Xbox probably would have come out in in 2021 and they would have had a bunch more exclusives to launch with. We would have all gone, oh my God, there's more games than I can possibly deal with on this PS5 instead of going, oh my God, there's only one game I can buy on my PS5. You know, that's really sad. And it was a sad way for it to start. I just think that, yeah, we were all clamoring for one because we're all mugs. But we were all worrying that we wouldn't be able to get one when something good did come out. We weren't buying something for something good immediately. Um, there were only a few people who were like, you know, I've really got to get one for this particular game. But it's still now. The game that I bought it for is not out. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's that was Kenner, um, you know, Bridge of Spirits and uh, Forbidden Forbidden West, same as um, same as Cat. So, they're not out yet what was the point why did it need to be released so much earlier when to be honest all we got were sort of halfway house versions of miles morales and uh, and things like that That were sort of half a game to tide you over while we actually make proper games
0: Ooh. but you can't deny it was fun going on the hunt for a console back in the day
3: the hunt for a ps5 was just hilarious and frustrating and awesome all at once yeah it was so brilliant. much fun we had a whole Slack channel dedicated, didn't we, to just, oh, just every time someone sees something on Twitter, Toby, get on the thing now, get on, Barry, get on, game, go, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. go, 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 go. And I would just drop everything. I'd be in the middle of a work call, and I'd just drop it Like, like, oh, sorry, you know, trustees, I've got to go and do this. Um, You know, just straight on Barry. Eventually, yeah, you eventually got that fish, you know, and took down the, the beast, and it was like a game in itself, isn't
0: it? Yeah yeah oh man that was funny and uh, yeah you got one for Greg as well
3: I even got a second one yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I have actually yeah. bagged two now um, but Greg's got the other one
0: yeah so it's a good shout if you're still looking very.co.uk
3: yeah very has the best store system if you've not heard this podcast before uh, it doesn't do what game and you know Argos and all the other ones that just shut down if there's too many people very's one just says okay first come first serve and if you're quick enough you're in and yeah. that's fine It's very good And I've managed to bag two through that site.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I unfollowed all the PS5 Twitter accounts. Same. That day. It was beautiful.
3: (laughs) To be honest, the the, the sort of stuff that Kat was describing, that people are still trying to do that now, I'm like completely unaware of. For the last like five months, I've just Mm. not been listening (laughs) to that part of the news. Not
0: (laughs) my problem anymore. La, 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 la.
3: I've got one. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Not my problem anymore. Uh, Miles, how's your uh, PS5 life?
2: Yeah, I've been pretty content with my PS5, to be honest, I kind of got it on a whim, to be honest, I kind of said to myself before it came out that I wasn't going to get it on day one, and then a friend messaged me, the second they went live, and was like, I've already bought one, and I was like, well, and then I just went and did it, so I committed to it straight away and pre-ordered it, so I was quite lucky in that, Um, I really enjoyed playing Demon's Souls, and that game, me kind of showed what this console is capable of and will be capable of once there's enough kind of games coming out to kind of show that potential um i think like toby said it came out a year too soon i think both consoles this gen could have quite easily pushed themselves back a year and actually would have been a lot better off for it like like toby said there would have been more games to release at launch for it which would have made it much more worth the investment um But also they would have been able to iron out a few of the technical hiccups that they had as well, so when I first got mine, one of the problems I had was I had that wi-fi connection issue where the PS5's um, wi-fi connector or whatever it is that that connects it to the wi-fi. had a real issue. And whenever I was playing online games, specifically Dead by Daylight, it would completely lag out on me and become absolutely unplayable. And it was a nightmare. And the only way I managed to fix it every time was to disconnect it from my Wi-Fi and reconnect it. Um, And I had to do that, I think for a few weeks before, I think it was just a a hot fix or something that they did fix that. Um, And I had an issue of drift on my controller as well, which was really annoying. So if my controller was kind of like central, um, the analog stick would make it where my character would just start moving backwards. Or something like that um, and it was really annoying so it would have given them a bit more time to iron out any of those issues that came up um, in terms of games I do think like I said Demon's Souls was absolutely spectacular for me I absolutely loved it um, and I haven't really played too many of the other PS5 exclusives yet whether it be Returnal I want to get round to and uh, Ratchet and Clank but this kind of brings me on to my other kind of problem I've had so far of Sony have priced Obviously, all, a lot of kind of next-gen or current-gen games now are being priced higher at £70 or $70. Um, and I just... I'm not really sure a lot of games that are releasing are worth that amount, even despite their undoubted quality. I just think if it's, a you know, a 10-hour game, £70 is a lot to ask for that. And I just... It's kind of put me off investing in in the game straight away. And instead, I've just been playing through my back catalogue of PS4 games, which will load a lot faster and run a lot smoother and are just much nicer to play. So the flip side is that I've gotten to play all the games I've wanted to from my backlog um, and in the best possible version that I can. So I think it's been nice in that sense. And you can see that the PS5 is a very good console and it's going to be very powerful. And some of the things that they're going to be able to do with that are going to be great um when the game's released to take advantage of them um it's just not quite there yet um but i personally absolutely love the haptic feedback um yeah i don't like it in his fifa on a, I think it's fifa 21 um the haptic feedback drives me mad because it just makes it harder to make to force your players to sprint which i know is kind of the point but it actually just annoys me in that one so um yeah i'd happily get rid of it in that um but you know when we were playing Back for Blood, it was one of the first things I noticed was the kind of impact of the haptic feedback. And, you know, I'm picturing playing Horizon and when I was playing kind of Demon's Souls as well, you know, the impact and the sound effects coming out of the controller were, were really, really good. And it really made it more immersive and particularly in Demon's Souls, which is a game all about immersion and kind of being in the moment. Um, it really kind of invested me into it. So I'm a big fan of it on that side um and yeah i think the trophy list i didn't like it at first I kind of gotten used to it but as soon as they bring in the vertical list i'll be straight back onto that because it is much much better um the ui i've also gotten accustomed to i wouldn't necessarily say i love it but i think the longer i've had it for and gotten used to it the more i've actually come around to it and i do like the the kind of home screen presentation i do miss having themes and personalization i think like Kat mentioned um those are kind of features that i'm hoping and looking forward to them kind of bringing back in um on the ps4 i've got dozens and dozens of different themes and dynamic themes and all sorts of stuff um so i think yeah i think if it just had a little bit more time so that they could implement all of the features they really wanted and brought out you know a bit of a a bigger roster of games at launch to make it really worth the investment and to show off what the console could do i think it would have been really really good but i think like others have said i don't think necessarily that if you've missed out up to this point you're missing that much um with the exception of a couple of the ps5 exclusives they're either just kind of additions to previous kind of series or they're kind of a remake in demon souls or they're just kind of upgrades on versions that you can access elsewhere and the upgrades aren't massively significant um but then i also remember that i bought May Cry 5 again and i got to play it you know I think it was 120 frames per second it went up to and I had a mode where it would have hundreds and hundreds of enemies because now it could process it and you could have ray tracing on it as well and it was absolutely gorgeous it was buttery smooth and it was amazing and it was just such a thrilling experience to be able to go back to a game i played before with proper upgrades that properly made use of what the PS5 can do and it felt awesome and I think if they can just do a little bit more of that in the next year, then I think we'll start to see the real value of these consoles. But yeah, it definitely needs a bit more work. But I think after this year, they'll finally get their their act together with it. It's just a shame that they didn't take that time initially to actually release the console with all of these things already prepared. And we've just had to deal with the trickle of them coming through over time. But yeah, otherwise, I'd say I'm fairly content with it. I'm happy I purchased it. And like I said, I'm getting to play all my older games in the best way possible. Um, that they can be played. So, yeah, I can't complain too, too much. Not too, too
0: much. That's the important
2: thing. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, minor ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much on board with everything what everyone said, really. Uh, it's not a perfect console by any means, but it does have those little, you know, those little flourishes that do make it great. I love the PlayStation Plus collection, for example. I think that's a really nice addition. Um, there are plenty of games in there that I've never played, so it was nice to... To jump in there and have a blast um it doesn't look like it's going to be updated anytime soon if ever i think the playstation plus collection is just that it's just those games and that's fine i guess but it was it would be nice to see them expanded a little more i'm yeah i'm having a great time with the system and it does have its issues It does have its concerns i don't like the ui it really irritates me it's pretty on my big tv but it's it's just yeah trying to find everything and to sort of immediately put your hand on something is really annoying. I don't like the games and media are separate. I'd rather decide for myself what I want on my kind of um UI on the main screen. I'd like to choose that for myself rather than having to be told to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'd like to have as many games as I want on the front. That would be nice as well. But obviously, again, that isn't an option. And so, you know, they're little things, little incremental things, these things that all come in updates, you know. They're not going to throw out everything all at once because then there's something to add later. And so I think, you know, a lot of it might be purposeful, but we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I love the controller. It feels beautiful in the hand. It's, uh, yeah, the haptic feedback is always fun or not haptic feedback. Sorry, Toby, I don't mean to offend you in such a way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the triggers are great. And it's um, they always add a little bit of fun. When you play a game, you don't know that they've got haptic stuff in them. And Then there's a reaction as like, oh oh, they've got triggers there yeah, that's cool. Um Fortnite is great for it. Um they mess around with the controller a whole lot in Fortnite, and that's a lot of fun. Um a game of them playing is doing it really well as well, but I can't talk about it. So there's you know, there's these little bits that third parties are adding, but yeah, obviously not to the extent of what you know Ratchet was or Returnal or even uh, Astro's Playroom. So, you know, one step steps at a time. I'm no doubt that Keener is gonna. Had a little bit of fun with uh, with the bow. Obviously, Horizon's going to. So it's, uh, you know, slow and steady. Um, I love having access to everything that, you know, all my streaming services in 4K. I think that's a lovely thing. Um, PS4 kind of did that, but not with Amazon or with uh, BT Sport, I think. So, you know, that addition is really nice. So, you know, there's, there's little things now that I enjoy. I enjoy being able to record in 4K, and that was something the PS4 couldn't do. So being able to record gameplay in 4k is quite nice i just need a place to put it now (laughs) a place to share it um i love the new share factory i think that's a it's a fantastic piece of software probably the best video editing software I've, i've ever had and it's free on a console um if you do want to do video editing it's well worth checking out there's all the features on there that you would expect from a typical video editing software it's just free and it's on your console it's great so yeah you know having a good time with it i still I'm still not sold on the way it looks. I've got a digital version so it's a lot sleeker than the um the full fat version. But yeah, I don't know, something about it still not feeling it. And um, that was something that I wanted to ask actually. Um what do you guys make so far? Are you kind of living with the uh the PS5 design because I think you've all got discs. Um I don't have a disc one so I don't know what it really looks like in the house. Uh cat <laughs>
1: Um, I saw it against the PS3 actually, um, not so long ago, and it looks a lot like that one. It's really strange hmm. how similar it looks like an inverted version of the PS3. Um, I don't mind it; it's a bit clunks, but um, yeah, I think uh, when that you know, I think it, it's that kind of tongue in cheek when it first got released, and it looked like a Wi-Fi router. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's kind of just nice to have, and the fact that it's black or white, uh, black and white is is kind of cool. Um, I definitely think they should have or they probably will in the future, but that's just, you know, bureaucratic crap. Um, they should have sold a black one um, or like an inverted one where the outside is black and the inside is white. Just like, just for a little bit of choice. Because there yeah. was a lot of people who were kind of making their own custom colours, weren't there? And then, you know, Sony got on top of that pretty quickly.
0: Oh no, um, said Sony. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's, it's fine. Don't love it. I'm not like, oh, look, how, you know, it's not a GameCube. You know. It's, <laughs> it's a Wi Fi router. It's not the
0: sexiest console of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, very much. you know, yeah, thank you. It doesn't, you, doesn't have a fucking much. handle. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a handle like a suitcase yeah. for a console. Yeah. Exactly. yeah so, no. you know, think, yeah.
0: that's what you're missing, Sony, you bastards. Stupid handle.
1: handle you can just take to your friend's <laughs> house.
0: <laughs> uh Toby, when we when we watched the reveal of the PS5, you said that's a pretty sexy box. <laughs> Are you feeling it now? It's in your it's in your house.
3: I still like the box yes, um, I like the wings that um, that sweep up over the top of it and the little blue lights that come up in that little section in the middle. Um, I think they look very cute and I quite like the aesthetic of blue and white and black, I think it's very nice. Um, at the moment I'm worrying about having it sat vertical on the side when I'm about to bring a baby into this house.
0: I was and about to ask are you going to elevate where your consoles
3: are (laughs) I think this console now needs to find a new shelf that is as high as me yes Um, (laughs) yeah exactly and um, with no wires trailing off of it Uh, so yeah there's going to need to be something new with it I'm not not a big fan of it lying on its you know lying horizontal Um, and again that would go you know like sort of under the tv which is a perfect place for small grabby hands um, of a crawling baby so there's, there needs to be something, something for, for sure, because I'm not having. I had my PS one pulled off of the side once, and it fell out. It crashed on the floor. A disc came out, broke in half, and I was just heartbroken. So Jesus, I know that, that is story the worst. just got
0: worse and worse as it went on.
3: <laughs> it was Tomb Raider two. No. Oh. I, I had the um the broken disc for ages, just like. There's the time on my head. That
1: makes me so sad. Uh, That's like was just one of say, my all time favourite game. You can hear <laughs> Cat crying somewhere in My heart. My heart. And you can imagine chatted. as well.
3: You can imagine as well when it happened. I was in the middle of a level and um I lost that save as <laughs> well. was so very
2: similar off. thing oh, happened to me God. in Team Raider
1: 3. It must be the disc. It must be a. Must be the disc quality. Tomb Raider but, Curse yeah. or something. Oh, man, that's sad. Which that's level? Anyways. It's
3: important. Uh, I don't remember which level. Oh. don't remember.
1: Oh. I remember going to through it later. Game? Yeah, okay. I, I
3: bought okay. it again or rented it again later, and uh, I have finished Tomb Raider 2. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, thank I think it's the first one I Woo! finished Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah but yeah, raise you
0: your uh raise your shiny PS5 up to I a will raise levels, it
3: I think. away from babies.
0: A very good idea. Uh Miles, what did you make of the look of the console? How are you finding How are you living with it?
2: Yeah, I'm a totally on this one. I really like the design of it. I think um, the meme of it initially, like CatSo when it came out, was pretty funny and probably quite a point as well. Um, I would like to be able to customize the plates though. Um, there was a, I think there was a company that was doing it, wasn't there? And then Sony kind of shut them down very, very quickly. Um, But I think if they can bring out some customizable plates that you can kind of mix and match and swap out and stuff or do like limited or collector's editions for games and that kind of thing. um, It'd be really, really good. Um, But yeah, I like the design of it. I think it looks really sleek and quite modern and it sits on my TV cabinet really nicely. Um, It's quite a chunky uh, beast, but I quite like it. I think it's just uh, a well designed thing. And yeah, I don't really have too much more to add of what's already been said. Um, Yeah, I think it looks nice.
0: Nice. So yeah, those are our thoughts on the PS5. I shall add um, Sean and Paul's. This is Paul's. If you've blissfully uh, forgotten what he sounds like, um, I'm gonna get. I might give it a go. Actually, no, I'm not going to. Uh, Paul says he loves the PS5, especially liking the new OS as it's much easier to use and faster too. I disagree on that wholeheartedly. But okay, a little disappointed in the controller battery life. I was really hoping that they might have cured that issue after the PS4 controller battery nightmare. Uh, Yep, I agree with that too. A Games Pass type edition would be nice, as would some actual proper PS5 games that can really show what the machine can do. Overall, though, very pleased. Ditch Stadia and Apple Arcade simply because the PS5 does it all. There you go. And Sean said, PS5 is great, no concerns. I kind of hope Sony brings out some kind of Games Pass for it, but it won't be disappointed if they don't. Never gains more on this in my life, even as a teen, and 90% of it is on PS5. So there we go. Glowing stuff from Paul and Sean. And we couldn't get one from Greg in time. But hopefully, maybe next week or so, we can get one. So yeah. Um, I don't think a PS Game bass is going to happen anytime soon. Sony make far too much money on their single-player games. And so that, I think that may be it. But let's move on to our favorite things. And this week, we've gone for our favorite game mechanic because we're big old nerds. This is where we just go, hey, this is our favorite thing that's ever been added to a game and we'll talk about it uh, very briefly. Uh, Tobes, why don't you kick us off with your favourite ever game mechanic?
3: Uh, So I'm going to go with um, levelling up. So I think this is probably one of the oldest game mechanics. Um, Right back to the first games where you could probably save uh, and have save points, you had... uh, Versions where you could get a bit stronger. The first RPGs, the first um, was probably the, 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 you know, the first Final Fantasy or something like that is where the first leveling up has ever happened. Um, but I think it's a mechanic that has stood the test of time and has um, been added to like every genre going with a little bit of RPGness just sprinkled in there with a flourish. Um, you know, you can level up, your, your character gets stronger, you get a bit more of this, get a bit more of that, and you can do more damage as you go through it's the you know the essential part of almost every rpg which is my favorite genre of games it's all the way through dark souls and all of the soulsian stuff and souls like games uh it's all over the roguelites recently um it's just yeah the 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 perfect part of level you know of gaming is that and seminal part of gaming is leveling up you know You're, you're getting better at life you're getting better at the game you can say you leveled up at life. I think I like that phrase, but it, I know it's very gimmicky, but I kind of like it. Um, so, yeah, if it's, if we had to go for something really new, I would have chosen something else. But I was thinking, all the all-time greatest, you know, game mechanics, leveling up.
0: Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, it is an old one, isn't it? I already a goodie. One that sticks around. It's not going to go anywhere. No. You can't really improve upon it, can you?
3: It just does, it, it just does what it I does. I don't see how you can replace it either. I feel hmm. like it's just going to be with us forever.
4: Yeah.
0: Some uh, Just checking Twitter, some breaking news I thought I'd share with you guys right now. Um, the servers to Dead by Daylight are being shut down on October the 9th.
3: This is the wrong audience for that, Ross.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> are you up and up on fucking they're just, just not...
3: threw like a grenade.
2: Isn't it just the Stranger Things content they're shutting down? Yeah, it's just
0: a Stranger Things <laughs> thing. I'm not <just> messing <laughs> with it. Like,
4: I'll
2: go
1: shut up. It's far too much money. <laughs> I was like, I saw the Stranger Things happen thing today. And then I was like, oh my God. When you said that, I was like, oh, damn, that's nuclear. Oh my God. I d- I'm actually like speech. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm speechless I'm shocked. And famous. the second one, the second one is, how dare you? How dare <laughs> you do this in this room? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what's funny is that a little part of me actually got excited at the prospect of not spending another 200,000 hours of my life on that game. And now it's ruined because the game isn't going. You oh, <laughs> the good
0: choice. Oh. Sorry, I couldn't. It's kidding. not a choice,
2: Toby. It's an addiction. You don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see the Stranger Things news. The Demogorgon is being removed. Um,
2: is that a big loss?
1: So it's the map that's being, um, it's, a, it's the killer being, it's and being removed as well, because all I've read yeah, is... the
2: characters are going to.
1: So yeah, the characters are being unsellable, but you can still play them.
4: Mm-hmm. So the only thing
1: that's not going to be playable is um, the map, the the laboratory, uh, Hawkins hmm. Laboratory. Um, but they've set, And you won't be able to buy any additional DLC for them, so they're putting them on sale now. So you'll still be able to play as Nancy and um, the other dude, the, ca- the Chips Ahoy guy. Or Steve. <laughs> Steve. 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 Um, uh, I, don't I don't know about demo. Demo is quite a good killer, to be fair. Um, but yes, you probably won't be able to buy them, so I might
4: buy them. Oh, interesting.
0: I wonder why that is. Is that a license thing? Maybe it must be yeah, a, license. a license. They haven't. Yeah,
1: they haven't released exactly why. Um, but it, yeah, it's probably a license. You know what Netflix are like. You can't mm-hmm. our money no more.
3: They're launching their own.
1: Things that. So they
3: probably want all their Netflix stuff yeah. on there. Not that they're going to have Dead by Daylight with extra characters on there either, but you know, <laughs> maybe they're going to they, release their own
2: asymmetrical game.
0: Didn't they recently yeah. add them to? Was it Smite? Just got some yes. things content. Yeah. Yeah, it was Smite. Interesting. Well, there you go. I don't know that was fun. I thought I'd give Cat and Miles a bit of a heart attack, for <laughs> no real reason. Uh, Miles, what's your favourite game mechanic? And didn't say anything like Dead by Daylight for God's sake. Uh, no um, I've so, never known Someone hate a game So much That they play All the time
2: Honestly It's it's a problem I think I need to go To some form of therapy I think we <laughs> should set up Like a therapy group For people who play Dead by Daylight And want to try And escape it But can't It's like The whole motto of the game Is death is not an escape And I feel like That applies to Actually playing the game Sure Um so mine was a lot more I thought we were going much more specific So I didn't go quite as broad as Toby's Um, But mine is actually on a similar train of thought So mine was from Vampire Um, I don't know if you guys remember it, The 2017 game from Don't Nod um, I've not you-
1: played it So you better not spoil it Because it is on my to-play list I actually it's, have it in my library
2: It's not a spoiler But it's like one of the core Kind of mechanics fine, of the game I'll look
0: Is cat. this the vampire with the Y?
2: Yes, Vamp- yeah, 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 okay. vampire Yeah, uh, vampire Vampire. So mine was the fact that in order to level up you have to sacrifice people in order to do so. So the idea is that because you're a vampire in order to gain strength and power the longer you leave characters alive for and the more kind of side quests you do for them or the more central quests that you do for them um, the more XP value they become. Um, So you kind of bond with them you kind of do stuff for them in their quests and you get to know them and do loads of conversational stuff it's uh, quite rpg heavy in those kind of ways so as you get to know these characters more they become worth more and more xp and blood and then you can choose to basically you know kill them in order to get their xp so the idea is that you can play the long game and kind of do all the quests for them get to know them etc cetera, etc cetera, and then help So like the map is going to split onto districts, the more people you help and kind of support and do quests for, um, the more stable you can make those districts. And it also depends on your choices in the story. Um, And if you then choose to sacrifice them, you'll get a crap ton of XP, which allows you to level up and get really kind of cool powers and to buff yourself up massively to the point where you can become completely overpowered. And I think that's kind of the idea. Um, And you can breeze through the game without a problem. And especially on the harder difficulties this is obviously really tempting because it makes combat encounters so so much easier um but then you're sacrificing the state of the district um it can turn into i can't remember what it's called but it's like descends into chaos basically and more monsters and creatures will appear that will fight you um if it kind of falls below a certain threshold Um, But also if you choose to then let people live, you conversely can't level up. So you'll get like a tiny amount of XP as you keep running through the game. So when I was doing it on hard, um I had to not upgrade either basically. Um, so it kind of doubles the difficulty. So it acts as like a difficulty amplifier and acts as a, a narrative tool as well as to whether you're a complete bastard where you make everyone think that you're this really nice guy and then you devour them for all their XP or you actually are a nice guy and you kind of sacrifice being able to get through the game relatively easily. Um, and I just found it so cool back when I played it. So I'm always a pacifist or a kind of paragon or a good guy on my first runs. Um, Through games, I'll always try and do, you know, lowest kill count, stealth it, that kind of thing. And the game kind of punishes you for doing that. You know, if you want to be a good guy, if you want to get the best ending and you want to kind of work through the game well, you have to make the right decisions, but also choose to not um, consume anybody for XP. So it makes it a lot tougher. So it kind of challenges you to be the good guy whereas a lot of games tend to just reward you for doing it um the payoff is worth it kind of narratively and um gameplay wise um because you feel like a boss that you got to the end of the game and didn't need to kill anyone to do it um but yeah it's just it's really well designed it's really well fleshed out and done and the fact that it has impacts on so many different areas of the game means that it's a really central core mechanic rather than just a gimmick Um, And like I said, on the more difficult playthroughs to get the platinum, it certainly kind of puts you to the test and actually makes you work for it. And so, yeah, it was really good. And it was a a great game overall. It's quite clunky. It's not perfect. um, But that was one of the mechanics I thought was really fresh and new. And like Toby said, levelling up has always been an age old thing in games and it won't be surpassed. But it gave a nice little spin to it, which I can't remember another game doing something similar or quite like it. Um, so yeah, it was really unique to me and kind of stood out when I was going through the games that I wanted to think about for this. So yeah, that
0: was fine. Very nice. Wow. You can tell he's a microphone back, can't you?
4: Whew. <laughs> was that quite a long one? <laughs> no,
0: it was fine. My bad. Oh, I, know. I loved it. I love it. You got deep and in depth with it, much like a vampire would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, nice. That was well played. Well played. Right <laughs> for the jugular. Thank you very much. Thank you, right for that. Oh, look at him go. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. Cat, uh, what is your game mechanic? Your favorite um, game mechanic?
1: So, you know how sometimes uh, Toby brings like 50,000? Well, I've done that today. Um, so, I'm going to quickly run through them. I went to a generic. 50,000? Well, you know, like, Toby's like, oh, when it's like your favorite game of the week, and Toby's like, I have five. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can I have yeah. five. Um, it's really so- fucking
2: annoying, yeah. I've-, I've got a list as well.
1: Like,
2: uh, uh, I had like a few other mentions. i have got a list of runners but... up.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, Toby. Um, uh, because there are so many, and I didn't really yeah, like Miles I was like, are we talking generically um like leveling up, or are we talking kind of actual kind of specific game stuff? So I'm gonna I'm gonna start broad and then I'm gonna go, you know, specific. I was gonna say deep then, I'm not gonna do that. Um <laughs> so very first one is uh fast travel Uh, because I'm a lazy bitch in real life and I'm a lazy bitch in gaming so (laughs) if I'm if I need to walk somewhere well no no not for me and I think ever since I've become a trophy hunter kind of like a really I say trophy hunter loosely because I'm also a little bit lazy at that too Uh, Miles is the ultimate trophy hunter in this in this cause but um yeah if I can't fast travel there and like clean up a couple of trophies boy would I bitch about it so you know I love I love fast travel I love when you can um make fast travel as well but you know how annoying would it have been in Horizon if you couldn't have fast traveled how annoying would it have been in Spider-Man well actually I lie and I'll get on Spider-Man in a minute but it will probably wouldn't have been that annoying in Spider-Man but you know I think of all the games where they're like you know you couldn't fast travel in open worlds like oh, i just suck so that's one generic one um the next one is probably one that I know of since I was a kid. And so I've it really motivates me to play a game, which is when uh, worlds unlock because you've collected X amount of stuff. Um, uh, Sparrow being probably the, the main kind of motivation for that for me, uh, but also found in a lot of other stuff. And I like it when it's not just all given to you on a plate or the map isn't completely visible to you. Um, it's really exciting. I love seeing how, you know, bigger map grows and... Um, yeah, it's really exciting to have like six worlds and you've no idea what the worlds, you know, and those worlds contain, like, say, I don't know, five levels. It's really exciting to have to collect, you know, 25 orbs to open that world up. It really motivates you to actually play the game as opposed to just, you know, run around and get the ones that are really obvious to you. You actually have to kind of say, okay, I've actually got to try hard now for the, you know, the last four or the last three, which is something I probably wouldn't do if it didn't motivate me to do that. Um, so that's a more of a generic one. I really like stuff like that. I love the mystery. And it feels good. It feels like a little reward, it feels like kind of instant, you know, that kind of gratification that you get. Um, and then I guess more specifically, kind of going on to the kind of same air of miles, that vampire game sounds well banging. Lots of people have told me about that. Um, and I must play it. But my other one is Spider-Man's Web. I think the swinging web mechanic across the cities is amazing. Obviously, they've done it for quite a while now, but there was something about the PS4 version that was just like chef's kiss. So much fun. Um, So that was badass. I'm trying to go through quickly rather than ramble like I always do. Um, And then the last one that I could think of, which I guess is probably coming into a little bit more um, games, but is the kind of Life is Strange rewinding time mechanic. So for anybody who hasn't played Life is Strange... (coughs) <coughs> toby <coughs> um <laughs> what you can do is
3: <laughs> yeah toby <laughs> spoiler alert
1: you it's not a spoiler it's not a spoiler what, what you can do is um because you don't know why this happens either uh what you can do is you have a scene and you can make a choice and if you don't like that choice uh because all your choices kind of have consequences and life is strange um and so if you don't like that choice you can rewind and have a look at the other choice now you can only do that so many times you can only sometimes only do it up to a certain point as well so it isn't kind of like unlimited or you can't just pick all your choices and then go back to the original choice and then be like no i want to do that one it does give you insane choice paralysis but it is really fun um because to see kind of how it Maps up obviously as well, it can stuff you because sometimes you can give back to a certain point. You're like, Oh, damn, I really need to go back before this bit. But um yeah, it kind of makes you kind of really think about your choice, uh, but then it also doesn't completely punish you for it. Sometimes it might, but. Um, I just thought that was really clever. I think that's really clever in a game. If you were never to play it and you didn't like the sound of that, then I can understand why, because you'd be like, "Well, I'll just do that on every choice then and pick the the best part of the game and and play the game and win the game that way." Um, and some of the choices in Life, Life Strange are quite deceiving, and some of them look like they are really good and uh, probably not. Um, and so that's what's exciting about it as well. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my kind of broader slash. More specific game mechanics that I love. Yeah. What about you, Ross? Wow! Wow! Uh,
0: going back to um, oh, very quickly, going back to fast travel. Have you ever played a game where you've gone top to bottom on a map without using fast travel?
1: Yes. Yeah. Which game? Horizon, because I oh, of ra- I couldn't. Yeah, because I couldn't. Um, there was because you need to build your fast travel kits. Yeah, and there was something that I couldn't find for absolutely ages because I was on a harder mode and I just had to walk everywhere. And I was like, this is fun. For, for mm. like, I guess Horizon's beautiful for it. I was lucky that it was Horizon. Um, I just had it with that box by box game as well. I, I had to, but, <laughs> but there's no map, so I'm just aimlessly wandering around in circles. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I probably have had it with other games, but those are the games that kind of... Baldur's Gate doesn't have fa- well it did have fast travel but sometimes you'd have to, you wouldn't be allowed to fast travel to certain places you'd have to go to the edge of your map and your edge of your map had to be in the same direction as your fast travel otherwise right. you were not allowed to fast travel there so yes yeah
0: oh, okay interesting yeah. i did it with gta 5
1: oh yeah and oh, of course yeah because you know i thought right i'm gonna yeah, go from that's the very fun though isn't it like that's yeah. fun not fast traveling i mean it can get very boring very quickly but if you've got a fast car you can do that game that you play with yourself being like i'm gonna not break the law for this whole ride Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get gonna go... stuck in traffic today yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm not going to go through one single red light today nope. like <laughs>
0: And then you like you just accidentally break a bit too hard and that's it. Yeah, and then you
1: accidentally bash your, your car. So that mm. that's fun. And I guess in a sense because your car is going like ninety miles an hour, I can accept that. If you were just you walking around in a map that size, yeah, God, I'd be pissed. I'd be livid.
0: <laughs> I did it in Red Dead Two as well on my horse because that game is just yeah, stunning and, to and look that's out.
1: the kind of stuff. Like if it's a stunning map and it's a stunning environment and you have a horse. Like in game, you know, in game, not Game Boy. Um, yeah, in Game Boy, in color, in color Game Boy, when you had the bike in Pokemon, that was the best thing ever because you were like, "Oh, I'm so fast on this bloody bike now!" And then when you couldn't ride your bike in some places, you were like, "Oh, I'm so slow."
0: You couldn't ride your bike in some places.
1: Yeah, there were certain places where, like, your bike is not allowed. Red hair. Um, Oh, god. I know. I think it was in caves. Yeah, in Pokemon. I know Pokemon.
0: God. But yeah. Um. Okay. cool. What's mine? I mean, mine, mine's nice and easy. It's the portals in Portal. Um, there's so many game mechanics that I love um, from a variety of different games, um, including the map getting some order on Fortnite, which I think is uh, just an awesome game changing thing that created a whole genre. But yeah, Portal is just an extraordinary game. And it's because of the portals in that game that makes it so interesting. I remember beating Portal 2 feeling like a fucking champion because that game was, I mean, maybe like the first properly difficult game that I ever played and beaten and did it all myself without looking at guides or anything. And I was really proud of myself. <laughs> and it was because of the unique way that you used the portals that the puzzles were so interesting and so unique. And I was saying on the Slack earlier that I missed Portal was because I was thinking about this, thinking about this topic. And I was like, man, I would love to play Portal again. Of course, you can play it on Xbox. You can play it on Xbox, um, backwards compatibility and stuff. But, you know, you can't play it on PlayStation. That's really weird. And I really wanted to play Portal today. (laughs) I had a real inkling to play it. And, uh, yeah, there's nowhere to play it on PlayStation. But the way that they're utilized and the way that the mechanic is developed within the game in order to use it as a way to escape, as a means of escape, is such a clever idea. And I'm absolutely down for a Portal 3, should that ever happen. It's looking more and more unlikely um, as they move away from development and just start making freaking handheld PCs. But, man, yeah. The Portal's in Portal and Portal 2. Maybe I'll just want a Portal 2 remaster. I need the orange box remastered, please. Make that happen, someone. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, that's my choice. Uh, Right, then, let's crack on with... Our recommendations, this is where we've seen something throughout the week that we think you should be checking out, whether it be a video game, a movie, a TV show, a pug, a bar of chocolate, a jar of mayonnaise, whatever we've seen this week that we think is pretty awesome that we want to share with you guys, our figure guns audience. Um, who haven't I started with yet this week? Yeah, no one really. I was gonna go back to the top. Miles Thompson, what is your recommendation for the week?
2: I love how he said jar of mayo. All I could think is I am mayo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Um, Oh, yes.
0: I definitely hit that really hard for a platinum.
2: Oh, yeah. That one's a real tough one, I've heard. What is that? I think you just have to press X like a thousand times. Is it? I think you have
0: to do it. Yeah, yeah. You're essentially masturbating. It's really quite frustrating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an interesting time.
0: It's our Um, work. So, what would you recommend the audience apart from a decent USB microphone?
2: Oh, God, I don't even get me started (laughs) on that trauma again. Um, So I'm going to sit with Try and Tested. I'm currently playing the Blair Witch VR game, and I don't believe it's embargoed, is it? Um, So it's, I really like horror games, but there's very few that generally, genuinely kind of capture that kind of foreboding kind of atmosphere. Um, The last one I played that really got me was Outlast and Alien Isolation. Um, and to my surprise, Blair Witch VR actually really does capture that sense of kind of uh, foreboding. You know, you're isolated in the woods. Um, you've got your dog, Bullet, with you. I've not finished it yet, but I'm a good chunk of the way through. And there's been some genuinely creepy moments that have really kind of got under my skin a little bit and kind of put me on edge. And it sounds really weird to say, but that's really cool that it's managed to do that. And it's quite nice to have a game which is actually capturing that feel because some horror games can lean on quite a lot of tropes or cliches, and it just doesn't really work very well. It's not, again, a perfect game. Um, And it's got, you know, it's rough around the edges, it's got the usual VR quirks, but it works surprisingly well. And actually, I think this is a game that works better in VR than I imagined the actual release would be um, on just, you know, regular platform without the VR. Um, because when it's up close and personal, and it uses the sound system effectively, so the noises are kind of all around you, and you're trying to scan the woods, check in for whatever the threat is, um, it works really well. And yeah, it's nice to play a horror game that's actually put me on edge and made me feel somewhat scared. So yeah, if you're into horror stuff and you have a VR system, check it out. It's well worth it.
0: Yeah, man. I'm um, playing the uh, flat version, and it's yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's really unsettling <laughs> because nothing happens. Like nothing happens for ages, that's and it. then. And then suddenly, everything happens.
4: <laughs>
2: <It's> like- Literally. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. the lack of music as well, isn't it? Like, you're just yeah. kind of traipsing around, you're wandering about. And, like, obviously in VR, like, it's just got those ambient sounds and everything sounds like it's going to attack you or threaten you or kill you or whatever. Mm. And then you look around and you're actually looking around your room really lost and stupid. And you're also looking around the game world lost and stupid because you have no idea what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so it, it works incredibly well in VR because yeah. it
0: just really puts you in the place of it. And you've got a dog companion, which always helps.
2: And you can pet the dog and you can give it snacks and you can hold its paw. It's amazing. Game of the yeah. year.
0: Done. Love it. Love it. And I'm glad we've got you back into your VR.
2: Honestly, I think I've played it more in the last like four weeks than I have probably since I got it, like two years ago.
0: <laughs> Basically, whenever a VR code comes in now, it's like, Miles, guess what?
2: <laughs> I don't bother going on the Slack until I see VR. And then I'm like, ah, my time has come. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he loves it. He VR codes, you know, he didn't tell us for ages that he had a
2: VR, and now he's getting all the codes. I kind of forgot about it, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't think I played it for like a year, and now I'm playing it all the time. Now it's great, I'm actually getting my money's worth for it, and a lot of the games I've had for it have actually been decent, so it's been quite enjoyable.
0: And uh, you want to share with the world uh, your magnificent VR achievement?
2: Oh, god, do we have? <laughs> yep.
4: <laughs> Uh,
2: I was the first ever achiever of the platinum trophy for Little Witch Academia VR Broom Racing. Can we get a round and of so-
0: applause, please, Vingingon Screw? Woo! Amazing stuff! Woo!
2: Well best done. Part, the best part is that it took me nine or ten hours in total in order to get the platinum, and I finished the game completely after two hours. So I spent seven hours grinding to get the platinum.
0: Wow! You actually went out of your way to get the platinum.
2: Significantly out of my way. That's God. quite significant That's incredible This
1: is the thing about Miles though When I say he's a trophy hunter He will finish the game hole. in like an hour And then he will grind for like 30 And he could say the game was absolute garbage But he'll just do it A game yep. could need like 7 playthroughs And he'll be like, sure, okay, no problem bud And he you know, does the, it
2: You know the original Dishonored game um, You had yes. to do like uh, I think it was you had to do like three playthroughs normally to get like good ending, bad ending and to get like a no kill run and then like an all kills run or something like that. I actually screwed up one of the runs, like my fourth one, which meant that I couldn't complete one of the side quests at the end. And so I had to do like a fifth run of it. So I genuinely played five runs of Dishonored for no other reason than to get the stupid platinum.
0: <laughs> like I genuinely have a problem. Proud man. Proud of you. Well done. The first person on earth to get the platinum. This is incredible. Academia, VR, broom Racing—what an achievement!
2: My God, yeah, take, yeah, take that to the grave with me.
0: Oh, just magnificent. That'll be on your gravestone. I'm going to put it there myself.
2: (laughs) Just make sure you carve it in.
0: (laughs) Yep. Everyone leaves, and I'll be like, "Right, now's my time," and I'll just Just put it on the top.
2: Just get a picture or like screenshot it and just tape it to the top of my gravestone.
0: Yeah, or I'll just put a little QR code, and they can scan it, and you can just that that screenshot will just pop up with your face. Just takes
2: them to my PSNP page. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, made myself laugh there. I apologize. Cat, uh, what is your recommendation of the week?
1: Um, so, I think for the first time ever, my recommendation is actually a game. Normally, I do food. Oh, my God. I know, because I'm so hungry all the time. I just normally do food. <laughs> um, so, my recommendation is a game called Button City. And it's a very cute game that got embargoed for a really long time. It's the cutest game ever. It is just so cute. You could be little fox and you can play as little fox and you go around with little fox friends. It's just so cute. Um, so it's a short game. Um, and I think in this kind of run of the last month or two, I've played all these games where they don't have enemies and they don't have danger. And I need to fuck some shit up now because I'm I'm so chill in Game Land that um yeah i'm pretty much backward i'm pretty much lying down well i thought so, you were like
0: i thought you were ready for back for blood last weekend
1: oh my god i was so ready i was so <laughs> ready to shoot some zombies in the face i was like right where are you um because every game that i've played for and it's definitely not a complaint it's actually very very relaxing and buttons is exactly that it kind of has it's very got it's very charming it's very kind of 90s graphics it's kind of like geometrical kind of low poly just colorfulness and um The story is kind of it's not a spoiler it's a story about an arcade and this kind of little fox called fennel moves to um moves to this city and um and he meets some pals at an arcade and he has to join a team to kind of get this kind of certain arcade um trophy and uh he joins the team and makes some friends but along the way um you know stuff happens and you have to kind of explore the town and explore people's Um, kind of houses and shops and things like that. Um, It is a game where I did slag off the fast travel element (laughs) because your character is so slow. But the music is a bop, so... Um, it doesn't matter too much, you know. It's a little bit slow and it's a little bit back and forth, but there is a small fast travel element to it where like all the all the locations are stacked. Um, but you you're a slow slow little poke you are. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. It's a very small game and there's kind of like some mini games that you can play. And actually, a mini game in it is very very addictive. Um, if they had an app for the mini game that they have in Button City, oh, I would I buy it. I actually would spend dollar on it because it's really addictive. A dollars <laughs> Yeah, dollar dollar. yeah, two dollars. <laughs> um but yeah, so I would recommend but say I think um yeah, uh, my reviews on gardens Um yeah. Cool.
0: So, That's two video games we've recommended. What
1: what is this uh, podcast? What is this, like a gaming podcast or something? <laughs> okay. I don't uh,
0: know. Toby, can you please recommend something other than the video game, please? My god, this, this is gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> best ice cream. No,
3: no. Um the trailer that I'm recommending is a game called Faith of Deshant or Dan Danchant, um, D-A-N-S and then chant like a, like a ritual or something, uh, colon, semicolon hereafter. I don't know why it's got the extra bit. I think it's a sequel to something that never got released in the West. Um, but what it is, is a sort of wuxia drama as a game. So um, a wuxia drama is like um, Chinese melodramatic over the top drama series things where people run up into the trees and do a lot of crouching tiger hidden dragon sort of stuff. Um, this looks like a game that is basically that. It's uh, sort of Sekiro looking Dark Soulsy a bit, um, or maybe Devil May Cry a bit, um, but with all this wusha drama stuff in it where literally the main guy is uh fighting some demons running after his daughter in this trailer who's got kidnapped by some demons um but he just runs like completely vertically up these bamboo trees um and um and then you know jumps from top of each bamboo to the next bamboo and i'm just like oh i want to play this game right now um just i don't know what it is about those old movies where you used to be able to where they would have um actors and actresses sort of jump between Um, bamboo shoots. It's just hilarious and it looks really fun and cool all at the same time. Um, I think it's got a lot of sort of cool parrying stuff in the trailer. Um, There's a really cool sort of tree demon boss lady at the end. Um, If anyone caught the Black Myth Wukong game that was, um, you know, quite viral. Maybe three or four months back, um, it's a bit like that, but just sort of more melodramatic and more over the top. Um, whereas that one looked, you know, just just straight cool. Like this is cool. This one's like, yeah, we we've added all this crazy Chinese bad acting to it. <laughs> um, so it's um it's fun. If there's a twelve minute trailer on YouTube, um, I think IGN's hosting it. It's not hard to find. Um, and um, yeah, give it a go. Give it a check out. It looks cool.
2: Nice. Thank
3: Thank
2: you. I was. Yeah gonna say on that note there was a game i saw a couple months ago with, which looks very very similar called lost solar side um i don't know if you heard about that one but uh, it looks nah, very very I,
3: similar i only knew about that one like seven years ago <sighs>
2: <laughs> God, am I way behind the time,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> lost solar side right was um a guy decided to start making it on his own and he was trying to it's, it's almost like he was trying to make what we didn't get with final fantasy 15 right so it was announced back when final fantasy 15 came out It had characters in it that looked like Noctis and such from that game. Um, But it was like way, way cooler and had all the stuff in it that that Final Fantasy XV had in the trailer and then never had in the real game. So that game's been around for a very long time, Lost Solar Side, and we're still waiting for it to come out.
2: Oh, I was about, I thought you were about to
3: say it's already out, and then you played it, and it was great. And I was going like, "Cool, I'm going to go buy it now." But <laughs> not out, but not. it is still. It's meant to be very soon because um, he's gone from a one-man team to like a twenty-man team, and Sony have picked it up and all sorts. So it could be within a year or so. It looks amazing,
2: so I think that's one I'm going to keep
3: an eye out for. There you go, double yeah. recommendation. Boom.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, love it.
0: Yes. Rather, uh, well, I'm terribly sorry, but my recommendation is also video game related. Ugh. I know, right? What is this? Greg would be so proud of us, though. Greg lost his mind last week when we started recommending ice creams. He does, doesn't like the
3: ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> Especially
0: not if you have to bite into them. Can, oh, um... God, imagine such a thing. Um, well, it's kind of, yeah, it is really good, But um, if you follow Hideo Kojima on Twitter, he was talking recently about how AI is going to upscale video games instead of humans in the next few years. And if it's Hideo Kojima, you sort of listen, and you go, yeah, well, you're probably right, Hideo Kojima. You know more than me. And he said this because a 4K AI upscaled version of the Metal Gear Solid 2 trailer, which was debuted in E3 2000. That's how far about this freaking game is now. Possibly one of the greatest trailers of all time. One of the greatest game trailers ever made. And it's available now to watch in 4K. And it's been upscaled completely by artificial intelligence. And it's absolutely astonishing. And the greatest way to watch it is with Digital Foundry because they've done an entire breakdown of this trailer. And, God, I'd love to work with Digital Foundry doing this kind of shit all day long. It's just absolutely stunning. And so if you go to Digital Foundry, at Digital Foundry on Twitter, uh, you can find this link. It's truly, truly amazing. And I cannot recommend it enough.
2: Is it the Tanker chapter, chapter one? Yes, with with snake in it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the one that Kojima used to like completely hoodwink everybody in the gaming world because he didn't show Raiden in it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you
0: know Kojima's, Kojima's ways, but it's uh, yeah, it's great. Well worth a look. Um, I'm not hugely into Metal Gear Solid, but that's a great trailer.
3: And this I upgrade was, I was is so, so disappointed when uh, Metal Gear Solid Two came out. Just right, Raiden was just a. Gimpy little twat who got you know and halfway through he gets naked has to run around naked for half of the game <laughs> but car just, wheel. it's just yeah it's just crap
0: uh right then let's uh crack on to what's out this week i'm gonna it's hand me to toby anderson what's out this week toby
3: uh out this week so starting with august the 17th um cat was just mentioning it pile up box is it called or pile up box on box or something
1: uh, so
3: pile up box by box. Box by box. There you go. I got the word oh, wrong, yeah. sorry. Um so that's coming out on Xbox One and PS4 um on August 17th. Then on August 18th, another one that um Kat's had a look at and has reviewed on the site before is out of line. It's coming out on Switch. Then on the 19th, we get two very cool indies coming out. Um so recompile isn't that one I know Ross, you've been looking out for oh, as well.
0: Oh yeah, Some.
3: so cool. And it's possibly coming to Game Pass at some point. I don't know whether it's coming straight away, but it's coming at some point. Um, PS5, Xbox, consoles, PC, everywhere you wanna play it apart from Switch, I think. Um, So that's on the 19th, along with another indie darling, which is 12 minutes with the star-studded voiceover cast that it has. Um, That's coming to Xbox Game Pass and PC, uh, day one on Game Pass. And then on the 20th, uh, last one is the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is out um on playstation 5 and it's going to have all the extra stuff all of the ikishima extra island and um, new storyline missions and things and that is what's out
0: this week are you going to be jumping into the new ghost
3: i hope so yeah I, I need to work out what i need to buy extra uh if anything um because i've still got the boxed copy of the original so hopefully i just have to buy like the smallest um yeah smallest add-on there is
0: yeah it's a little it's a little fiddly the um the upgrade system. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. read
3: about it. It's so it's horrendous. But hopefully I've got the simplest version of all.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> um yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, unless you want a quick update. Do you remember Blood Rain? Anyone play Blood, played Blood Rain. Rain? Blood Rain, yeah. Yeah. I think I yeah. played it a bit. Blood Rain Betrayal is getting a remaster and it's out on the September 9th.
3: Cool. That's not this week.
0: It's not this week, but it's <laughs> news that landed while we were recording, so there you go. Uh, it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation Switch, and PC, complete with full voice acting on the 9th of September. And those voice actors are Troy Baker and Laura Bailey, because, of course it is. Very exciting times. Uh, so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow fingy Guns Everywhere, just go to the link tree in the description below for all the fingy Guns goodness. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can just look for our names in the description below. If you really like what we do, why not follow us on Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this website nice and shiny and keep the podcast up on its various podcast hosting services. But that's it. We'll be back next week once again with more gaming goodness. But until then, it is goodbye from Cat Panticoot.
1: GTFN. Yes, Ross, I'm keeping it. Stop with no, the no, silence. That's no, 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 no,
0: fine. <laughs> I thought you said GTFN. I was like, get the fuck now? I- <laughs> I can't
1: know okay. <laughs> I, I could do my Friday night dinner one and be like bye all
0: yeah either one it's fine uh, Toby Wan Kenobi sayonara Miles slash Tails oh well and it's goodbye from me I am Rosasin. and we'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast